0: just ramp up to it but yeah man i'm a little rusty
1: <laughs> Dude, i mean i haven't done a podcast since since you actually
0: so you are you know. serious Well, yeah. you're not a podcaster i at least not that i know of so that's why yeah no, I, no. uh, I think the last one i did was this december with john oaks Ooh. and it was a uh, it was a good one it was i i felt very proud of that conversation i had with john oaks i think um yeah i think uh, i think a lot about what the thing the things we talked about um but I also think a lot about like conversations before that, before that podcast. You know, imagine imagine going on antidepressants for 10 months straight and then and then dropping them cold turkey, like one day out of the other just stopping. Yeah. And then you do three, four podcasts. I feel like people might if you go if you listen to like podcasts before that one, before John, like like the last four, yeah, I should probably apologize to the people that, you know, that I had on the show cuz I wasn't I wasn't really myself. I was, no, uh, it it. was weird. I was going through weird. It was. Yeah. Chemicals really do shit to your brain. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so, I totally
1: get it. I mean, I'm going through a whole thing myself. I mean, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we will might just talk about it later. But it's yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, like I like you said, like people like honesty. And I think if you're honest with your audience, I think they will appreciate that. I don't think there's a shame or any. I don't think you have to have shame or anything attached to it.
0: Yeah. I felt ashamed that I couldn't afford them, but and that's why I had to quit cold turkey. But then I realized that, you know, once once the withdrawals went away, once the, like, you know, I would go to sleep and I would have these, like, cold sweats and I would stare wide-eyed into the darkness. Because I couldn't, it, you know, it was just this weird, like, you know, symptom of, of quitting them like that. Yeah. Uh, but now I feel so much fucking better. It's <laughs> <Okay, so you laughs> um, not the and- antidepressants anymore yeah but again but uh, this is weird because i don't want to discourage people i don't want to like i want people to be responsible about this i had no choice i couldn't afford them and i don't know if I'd, and, and i don't know if it would have played out better if i had kept doing them had i had that had i had the ability to afford them
2: yeah you know?
0: Somehow, yeah somehow somehow but sorry but somehow like by by throwing myself having to swim in the ocean literally like that's what i feel like i'm doing i, I have to swim right now in the middle of the ocean and that's, and that sort of just kept me going. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, but sorry for interrupting you were saying. No, no,
1: I was going to say, like, in terms of, you know, prescription affordability, I mean, I can, I can talk to you. We can talk afterwards about that because, you know, I specialize in billing and pricing and all that. And, and pharmaceuticals is actually one thing I'm trying to tackle, not the primary, but I do have resources for that. If you are interested in prescriptions and uh, finding the cheapest ones.
0: Yeah. I'm interested in, I, I, I don't want to get too much into the politics, but I'm interested in, in like a universal healthcare <laughs> for everyone. I mean, there's
1: a good chance we'll probably talk about this later. I mean, because yeah. there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. And, yeah. And even, even if, and this is like a criticism I have, um, is even if we have, people talk about universal healthcare and Medicare for all and all that, but it doesn't actually solve the problem of what we have in the United States, which is an uh, unchecked billing system that is focused on profits. It just shifts the it just shifts the responsibility to the government, not the private not the private sector. That's
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: it's it's uh yeah, I mean it's it's a whole thing. It's a rabbit hole, man.
0: Yeah, you know, the more I'm alive, the more I'm aware of how much I don't know about the world and (laughs) how and how and listen, listen to this. This is the I think this is the life lesson, um, that I've sort of like picked up that I'm like that that I think has helped me the most is um, whoever thinks they know what the fuck they're talking about, doesn't,
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know, they don't, they don't know. Like, and so when we idolize these people, when we put them on pedestals, you know, you're, you're not, and you're not questioning them, you're not actively figuring out their motives, their intents, their vision. Then I think we get in trouble. Yeah. So and that applies I mean that's everywhere. That's everywhere left right, up down. No matter where the fuck you are in the spectrum like, you know, that what I worry about is me falling into the pattern of like I'm going to listen to this person um and not question them. For that's, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I've been reading this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and it actually talks about this very thing of like the people who do succeed aren't the ones that actually act like they know what they're doing. They know they 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 know, you know, they're hum- they're relatively humble. They know that they're not perfect and they don't have all the answers I and mean, then that's why they want to learn and build and actually try to strive to get those answers. Because if you're cocky and conceited and you know and you think you know the answers, then why are you going to try to learn and push forward?
0: Yeah. And it's the saddest thing in the world to see someone who thinks they got everything figured out. And you see them. You see them everywhere, not in just VR in every industry, every aspect of life. You see that guy, your that one coworker, that one family member who thinks they have it all figured out. And I was and I am saying that because I used to be that guy.
1: <laughs> I mean we're in, we're in the area, man. It's yeah, it's everywhere.
0: Yeah. It's just uh, and it's scary. And then and then yeah, and then and then you ask them, you know, why do people support you? <laughs> and they don't fucking know. <laughs> But it's weird. It's a weird place we're in, and it's just one of those things that I've like that I'm more cognizant of. Like whoever thinks they have the answers to everything, yeah. doesn't. And no, you should sure. you should be careful with those people. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred um, percent.
0: But yeah, man. You know, that being said, I don't know anything. I'm just trying to figure shit out.
1: Hey, um, as long as you're open to learn, that's that's ninety percent of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, and it's, yes, I am open to learn. I think, I think if there's like one, I was having this, this, like, uh, this debate with, with Mal the other day and, you know, she's like, what is it that you stand for? Or like, what are you, what are you trying to, like, what are you trying to advocate? And I thought about this and I was like, you know, what is like, there's, there's something universal about mind expansion. You know, yeah, like just expanding your mind by you know, studying, by learning new things, experiencing new things. Like that's mind expansion. And like, I can't feel. Fa- I I've never met a, a person who said, no, I want to stay small-minded. Leave me alone. Like, like, are you sure? Like, that's not. That's all. That's all that you want out of like the finite time we have in in, in life.
1: I, I know people who don't say that, but they are totally act like that and do. They do believe it, but they're in denial about it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I've been I've been asking myself the same question. It's been a it's been an interesting couple months, uh, to put the least. And I've been asking myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I fighting? And, you know, am I you know, because like I like to help people and it's like, am I doing what I'm building with my with my venture? Because, you know, to actually help people or to make a difference or is it to stroke my ego um, and to give myself that validation? And it's something I've been wrestling with back and forth for quite a while now. And it's, I don't think it's, I don't think there's ever going to be a true answer, but you know, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's like, why do we fight? You know, it's, why do we do, why do we try to fight for what we believe in? It's it's, as long as we have the, you know, it's, if our reasons are genuine and genuine, then, then then great, you know, and there's no, there's no, um, deceitfulness.
0: I don't know how to say it. It's no, um, is, is it a cop-out for me to say, yeah, all those things and uh, like all the above, like, yeah, there's ego when I, you know, when I start, yeah, yeah, there's ego. Yeah. There's, 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 um, there's a, a, a need to f- be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a hard word to figure out. Like I'm sure German people have a word for that. Like a need to be yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. No, um, but, um,
1: I, I don't think it is that black and white. I don't think it's an all or nothing approach. I mean, I mean, I think the only people who only people who are truly like selfless and, and all that is probably the Buddha you know or or like you know some some saint you know I think I guess maybe even Jesus is probably the only person uh, yeah. that is you know totally selfless I think people do do it for their own reasons um but I think as long as people acknowledge that I think if people know that and can check themselves and and are actually you know genuine in their approach I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with trying to do something for yourself. I think if anything, that's a good thing because, you know, we, we, you know, right now there's a lot, you know, you know, for me and I think our culture, there's a lot of lack of self love and self worth and we do things because we want that validation for ourselves and we act like we're doing it. You know, we act like we're genuine or act like we're doing this and we say we grow. And then we just read a book, a self-help book and we're like, okay, fine, whatever. But I, I, think it, I think it's like, I think it really is one of those true introspectives that we have to look deep in ourselves and actually question ourselves, actually, you know, ask the tough questions, ask the tough questions. And yeah. It, it's, not a, it's not an overnight thing, you know, it's not going to take a week or a day or a week or a month, you know, it's a, I think it's a lifetime thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's harder... I mean, just from the devil's advocate po- point of view, it becomes harder to be um, be self-reflective when it seems like uh, you have to, you know, not be self-reflective, um, but and be vulnerable, but also, but actually, be strong on the outside, and you have to like put up these shields, and the shields are denial or they're distractions or they manifest in form of addictions or something, you know, like, yeah. like I think one of the, from like one of the biggest things, um, that I found out is that like, uh, like machismo is really bad for your mental health. Oh. <laughs> and I, and honestly, like you, like you would be shocked at how many people that's not com That's like <sighs> not common sense to them. Like, like that, the idea of like, you know, you know, men don't cry and, you know, there's, don't be a pussy. You got nothing to, you got nothing. You, you know, mental health is just for, you know, people who don't, who are less manly. Like that, that stuff is really dangerous.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I think it's not just a machismo thing, but I think it's a cultural thing as well. Of, uh, of You know, we don't acknowledge the sorrow or unhappiness or anything like that. I think, you know, we, we just try to suppress it and only think about the positive. When in fact, you know, we, we do, it is it is all about, you know, suffering and sorrow. That is a part of our lives. And, and, and this you know, once we acknowledge it, then we can actually work on ourselves yeah. instead of
0: trying to suppress it. So, by the way, you, someone whoever's listening to the show, I don't, I don't know who would be listening. Eleven minutes in, I haven't even introduced myself. I'm Chris Miranda. <laughs> I host the <a laughs> podcast about virtual reality, and my friend Darabu Naktar is joining me here today. Um, I uh, and today is a weird show. You know, I think, I think if you didn't like what we were talking about by now, then you probably won't like what we have to say next. <laughs> probably <laughs> not. And, and, and this is definitely like a you know, you're an unorthodox podcast about virtual reality. It all comes full circle at the end. It might not seem like it right now, but it does. Um, and yeah, I this this on this particular show, I was, as I was telling Dara, my friend with that, we are we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, Dara is going to interview me more than more than anything. And we're just going to have a back conversation back and forth. But usually what I do is I, I have conversations with people and I give them the opportunity to talk about their projects. Um, Hopefully today I get the opportunity to talk about a project I want to share with everyone. Um, And through DARA you'll be able to understand and get a better uh, idea so you can form an opinion about what I'm working on. Um, So with that being said, welcome everyone to the show. Uh, All the people from Singapore and Taiwan and from Italy and Spain and Germany, like I think uh, Canada, uh, those are some of like the, the countries uh, that are listening to the podcast the most. So thanks, thanks again for the support. Um, and uh, thank you again, really quickly, just all the people who supported the NRVR Patreon. You guys are fucking saints and uh, angels in my atheistic world. And I love you. And thank you um, so much for your support. And um, yeah, I I won't let you down. <laughs> so so that being said, Dara, uh, let's get this podcast on the road.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing I wanted to say before before we start this is you know you mentioned like this is an unorthodox VR podcast, but I think with pod you know I think any good any good you know in in any good medium. I think it's not about the it's not about the actual medium, but how, how you can express yourself in the medium. So like so like for example, you know uh, like like uh, those YouTube analysis videos of, of movies. It's it's how to say it. The YouTube analysis uh, videos of movies. It's not about the actual movie, but the substance behind the movie, the writing, the depth, the actions, all that. And I think this is I think VR is no exception. And hopefully will hopefully people will realize it and it will come to that. Uh, one day, but it 's VR is such a new thing right that 's going to take time um, but I think that 's the sign of any any good podcast is that is or any good you know entertainment or i don 't know what you call it medium or expression is this but yeah I mean, anyway so yeah Chris thanks for thanks for joining us it 's good <laughs> to have you on the podcast
0: Thanks Dara. how 's it feel to be the, the host of the show?
1: <laughs> you know this is my first time ever hosting a podcast ever i 've been People say I should, people say I, I could be a pretty good um, either podcast, either podcast narrator or audiobook narrator, or the person that could, you know, you know, like those like those medicine, those medicine commercials that like, it's like, have you ever tried Viagra? Did you get side effects? People yep. say I could be like really good at that too. My voice.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, all those things. All of the above. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, well, so everyone, welcome to Enter VR. My name is Darvin Actor, and I'll be your host for today. Um, this is uh, an unorthodox VR podcast. It's a VR podcast about VR, about non-VR, VR, and everything. I don't know. No, Chris, 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 yes, Chris. Sir. Welcome. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? What? Why are you here?
0: All right. Um, so I'm here to sort of give people an update about the podcast. Um, to sort of give people uh, an idea for my my story, like. Like, who the fuck am I? Like, how has, how have you been listening to the show for five years? And you probably don't know much about me besides all my, like, embarrassing stories that I share, like, and I sprinkle uh, in the episodes, like, um, and, and yeah, and three, just I want to give people, uh, share my project that I'm working on right now that I think is really exciting. I'm not, I'm not sure many people are doing, I don't think anyone's doing it, actually. Um, but Basically I want to become a virtual reality personal trainer for uh, for anyone who is looking to achieve their fitness goals and how I got here to this point it's a bit of a long story yeah. um but uh but I I I dare you to uh to let me indulge you with what with what got me to this point to Dude, the point I- where I realized that I'm going to become a virtual reality personal trainer.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely really interested in that. I was actually literally just about to say that Like, I would love to talk to you more about that. Because I, I think there's a lot more to it than you, can, than you think. I think there's a lot we can go, with, go, da- go into in depth with that. Um, but that, we'll, we'll save that for later. Let's do it one step at a time. So, Chris. Okay, so let's start with the first part. Who are you?
0: All right. I am a dude. Who was born in Nicaragua and I was raised in San Francisco. Um, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think one of my um, just to give you like a, why this story is kind of relevant to VR. You'll see what I mean. But like one of my earliest experiences was when I was like seven years old and my dad took me to downtown SF. And I remember being there for the first time and looking up at the buildings and seeing all the hustle and bustle, the commotion, the sounds, the smells, everything. It was just it felt like going from Nicaragua to that point in history felt like interdimensional travel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it left me with this like sense of awe that, and, and, and wonder and that I've never ever that I've never gotten again. And it's probably, it's probably one of the reasons why I'm so um, I'm so passionate about VR because it's the closest thing that's ever given me that, that feeling that, that I got when I was a seven year old looking up at the buildings um remember the the movie interstellar if you look at that one scene where they where, where the giant wave is about to hit them like the giant mile long tall wave yeah like that imagine if you can put that movie scene into a word that that's what i felt
1: huh so no the, the germans probably haven't worked for that actually
0: yes i'm sure they do
1: i'm <laughs> sure they do uh, <laughs> Okay, so so all right, so we have so we have the the context for you growing up, for you entering the VR world, you know, you know, in SF. What? Okay, so I, I'm sure as a kid you weren't actually literally thinking about virtual reality, but you had that that idea behind it. Or at no, least-
0: yeah, you're right. I was thinking about China because I remember I I remember I saw a documentary about the Yangtze River being dammed by the Three Gorges Dam in 1998 in Discovery yeah. Channel. Oh, yeah. And I realized, I was like, holy shit, this country is going to be a big deal. I better learn some Chinese. And so, and so, yeah, I basically, like, you know, this is one of those things I was like, I was pr- planning. And I ended up uh, living in Taiwan for a year, learning Chinese and just hang out and, you know, being immersed 100%. I think that's, you know, that's one of my, um, one of the, my guiding principles about learning things is that if you're going to go, you better immerse yourself 100%. Like oh. you can't just half ass it, you know. Yeah. And that's why people struggle with like apps and going to school to learn languages. No, you gotta go to the country and be in there and you know, swim.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think unfortunately that's a byproduct of the of the of the internet culture we have and the social media culture. Uh but that's you know, that's another topic. Uh, but no, yeah, the three gorges dam, that's you know it's funny. I actually did a. I actually did a paper and presentation on the Three Gorges Dam when I was studying in Hong Kong, um, and I actually had to do an analysis of it, um, at least from an economic perspective. Phew, that was a nasty. That was a nasty one. Wow! Um, wow! <laughs> yeah. So like, my the course was on the economic development of China, which was honestly one of the best courses I've ever taken. It was so mind blowing. But um, but I did a report on the Three Gorges Dam and how like there was a lot of, it was like the national. The national government, Beijing, versus the provinces, and kind of like the the you know the under the you know underground corrupt not underground corruption but like the in a, the subtle corruption to it, and how there's a lot of mismanaged facts and kind of like the Chinese mentality of building and at least the economic figures. And um, let's just say it was a very heated debate between myself. I was trying to give an objective view of it. And the mainland Chinese students in the class, and they were like, "No, Three Gorges Dam is perfect. You can't say that. China's strong." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That's impossible." Uh, and that was a proof. Um, I don't think I've ever had a more heated debate, a more heated, passionate debate than that. Not on my end, but like other people. Anyway, uh, I just, I don't know when you mentioned that, it was just it, it brought it up. Oh, okay, so so um, all right, so so when when um, okay, so you were in taiwan when did you come back from taiwan
0: i came back in 2009 i was there right when the recession hit like 2008 recession hit and it was weird seeing it like seeing that unfold before my eyes from another country it was really weird i remember traveling to japan in like december and just struggling because as a student i was was a, a college student like like the japanese yen went from like a hundred twenty dollars for one dollar to like eighty five yen sure. for one dollar. And I remember like and I honestly I remember like it was one of the best experiences of my life traveling in, in Japan. But like I remember like I would eat a lot of bread like <sighs> I, I go I would go to my friend and I would go to 7-Eleven and be like, alright we're going to have a one real meal and then we're going to go to 7-Eleven and just eat bread and like, you know, melon milk. Yeah. And that'll be it. And you know what, we made it work. <laughs> broke college students, we made it work. It was, you know, it
1: was Dude, it was, dude, I mean, fun. you know, I was studying in Hong Kong around that time too, and the dollar was so weak. And I was in Japan in Christmas and New Year's, 2009, 2010, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like a broke, you know, I was a broke, not broke college student, but I was, you know, a poor college student that was like couch surfing around the country and like eating bread and like eating those those rice balls. I don't know what you call it, the triangle ones. Like that was how I was like.
0: I think they're onig- onigiris. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I just I just rediscovered them in in that Berkeley Bowl, and I'm like excited now. I'm like, oh my god. Uh,
0: <laughs> a- anyway, uh, yeah, okay, so. So so, you- so sorry. Yeah, let me let me get back in there. So I went back. I came back, and um, and then I graduated school, and I realized that I was going. I wanted to start a business, and I uh, I tried like six or four six different like. Ideas and I actually tried implementing them like I put together a team of other naive very Testosterone driven confident college graduates friends of mine, and we all like try to do either We try to do a, a Taiwanese street food food truck. We try to do a travel agency. We try to do a, a video game studio and everything failed because honestly, what the fuck did I know about any of those things? So, but I tried, and 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 then I ended up broke, and then I ended up working, uh, you know, at a university, uh, giving parking tickets to broke college students, while I was getting my international relations uh, master's degree. For mm-hmm. and so I was I was there, you know, and I I, I hated the idea of like, because I I remember like ticketing pintos and really beat up cars. And I just hated, like, I hated myself. I was like, what, man, I'm this dude, this person here is, is probably has a tough life already. And here I am, you know, because they're made up, they're making a mistake, you know, I'm, and it would be like, yeah, it would, it was weird. It was, it was like a a little by little, it was chipping away at my, I, I don't know, at my, my humanity. So, so, and, and you know what, it's a, I'm, it's not wrong if it's a, if it's an honest job, but it just wasn't for me. You know, I'm not. I don't want. I'm not want to be like. I'm not judgmental. I don't want to be judgmental either, because uh, I know good people who. You know, I had. I made good friends in that job, and they were good people, and they were just trying to feed their families. So, but it wasn't. Uh, but it wasn't for me because I'm a, an idealistic, naive motherfucker. So I got out of. I I, um, I remember seeing a, a, at that point. John Carmack was just sort of like a, a random dude that I kind of knew about through Reddit, mm-hmm. but then I saw a John a, 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 an IGN interview in 2012. I think it was June 2012, yes, where the IGN reporter was interviewing John Carmack, and Carmack was showing off this like janky piece of shit headset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was working and it was he was blowing people's minds at E3, you know, where like companies with millions and billions of dollars in revenue are bringing in their best marketing. And here was John Carmack with this taped up piece of shit headset blowing people away. And I and I remember like the reporter asked him a question and he, the reporter asked like why are you doing this you can do you could be working on armadillo and all these rockets and you can be working at you know Zenimax and working on all crazy video games like why are you doing this and he was like i think it's morally imperative that we create the metaverse and funny enough like that 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 answer was like okay what the fuck does he mean like what is he is he and later on like it took me 5 years later like i find out he was actually trolling i don't know what the fuck he meant i'm too old for that movie like he's referencing some movie that i've never i was born in 87 so i don't know when like what that movie even means um so 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 i think he was being he's just being a troll or sarcastic i don't know i don't know if it's vr is important to him i don't know but but for me it set me off yeah, I went off on the fucking fantasy. I went into the rabbit hole <laughs> and um, You know, it's all I needed I saw I remember I saw the docu- the the Kickstarter video then came out and it was Gabe Newell and John Carmack and I knew Gabe Newell trust me I know Gabe Newell and uh, I don't know Gabe Newell. <laughs> I just know of him That by the way I want to make sure clear clarify that and uh, and I was like holy shit if Gabe Newell was behind this Kickstarter video this is it. This is it. You know, I'm I, and so, um, in 2013 in March, I was lurking Reddit a lot. I'm a big lurker. I I'm ashamed to admit I I lurk Reddit a lot. And I was seeing some posts about a meetup coming up in Mountain View, and I fucking go and I go to this meetup and I meet uh Somatic Bruce and Carl and John and Nana and all these amazing people were there who are still here in VR which is amazing after all these years and um yeah and there was and I remember putting on the rift the DK1 and it blew my fucking mind like I was like remember when I told you about that little kid story when I was 7 years old and having my mind blown by looking yeah. up at the buildings I I that that feeling came back and I felt it for like a few seconds while I was trying out a mod of Half-Life 2. And I looked at the environment and I remember like I want this. Or I said something like, This is gonna be the rest of my life, whether I like it or not. Yeah. And so I, I yeah, and so um I, I remember like pacing back and forth in my head in that in those you like few minutes where I'm in that meetup and I realized to myself, you know what? I'm gonna help. I'm gonna start a podcast because I can run my mouth. That's what I'm good at. I'm gonna run my mouth. And so and so basically, yeah, one day I hit up Pete Wilkins and then Carl and then and then we just and I just started posting that shit on Reddit and some people were amused and I just kept doing it. And uh, while I realized that I had to, I also quit my job. Like I remember a month later, I like quit my full time job, full benefit. I had any the state was taking care of me. It was great. But, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't for me. So I, I, I bounced. And I I dropped out of grad school, literally. And um, I started working at a restaurant (laughs) at the back of a restaurant, washing dishes because I needed to make rent. And I was lucky as fuck because my rent was $500 a month in Daly City. And my my place was on the cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. So from my backyard, I would go outside, take 20 steps. And I could see whales and porpoises migrating past past the cliffs.
2: Yeah. And
0: I was one of the greatest gifts uh, that's ever been given to me. Thanks to Mel, who hooked it up. My girlfriend. She's fucking amazing. She's the reason why I'm here in the first place. So there's one of the biggest reasons why I'm here. And so I feel like uh, that 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 was cool. That having that experience and being able and get really lucky. I was lucky as fuck. You know, right. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have done this if it, if I had to have been paying regular Bay Area rents. Yeah. But I, I toughed it out. I toughed it out. I did the restaurant thing. And then I got like, and then there was some bullshit. I got sexually harassed by some dude. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to fucking this. I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. So I, I remember like, I remember like, uh being really angry at myself because I was like what the fuck like I'm a, I'm like I'm a martial artist I should have done this I should have done that like am I really a man for like letting this happen to me like what you know should I should I I, I had all these all these really really bad thoughts and you know at one point I'm like okay well I need to do something drastic and I remember I had like my last ten dollars in my bank account and I and I spent those ten dollars on a meetup that would take you around San Francisco, all like the, all the different meetups and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, all the different startup accelerator offices. That's what they were saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and they would take you to all the different startup accelerator offices. And I remember printing out my resume, my shitty ass resume and just going to all the different startup. I went to rocket space. I went to uh, fucking, um, what's that one? Racket space. So all these different spots that we work, all these different spots. And the last spot was called runway and mm-hmm. it's right below Twitter headquarters, literally right below Twitter headquarters, like right. a floor below. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, on market, market yeah, and that we were
1: talking about.
0: Yeah. So I go there and, uh, and, um, the, the, the guy or, well, the door at the door, they were asking me what, what was my, my occupation to, so that they can write it on the name tag. And I wasn't gonna say, "Oh, I, I I wash dishes at the back of a restaurant." No, I was I was gonna say, "After <laughs> I washed dishes at the back of a restaurant with a college degree and three languages," and so I was like, uh, "I wasn't gonna say that." I said, "I'm actually a virtual reality journalist." So this was in like October 2013. Like okay. this was, um, you know, six months into me starting the podcast and. I was really, really enjoying it, but I needed to get the fuck out right of the, the that other job. So so I go to this accelerator and uh, I think the founder kind of overheard me say that like, what the fuck? Virtual reality journalists, we don't have those in 2013. Yeah. and so he basically uh, he basically I think set something up, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he did this for real. Like if it was for me or, or his throne, he was trying to throw me a bone. I, I have to, you know, it was just super random because at the end of the tour he says, all right, everybody to the group, we're going to go from here at this end of the hallway to the other end of the hallway. We're going to do a literal foot race. And whoever wins this foot race is going to get a month's free rent and a desk at our co-working space here at Runway. Oh, and funny. I was like, and then I and I and I saw the competition line up and it was like middle aged men. And um and I realized I was like, what do I got to lose? Like if I run, like what is what, is, what are they, these guys gonna beat me? They're not gonna beat me. So and so um so I ran, Dara, I ran so hard, so fucking hard. I remember people were whispering as I passed their working desk, people saying they people, they people people would be saying, like, oh shit, does that sing bolt? Holy fuck, I've never seen someone run as fast as that. Like it was just, and I remember listening, hearing those whispers and just and all I kept thinking was just run, Chris, run, run as fast as you can. And and I won. But as I was reaching the finish line, I literally shat myself. And I didn't think it was possible to physically crap your pants while you're running, but yeah. now it is. It's 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 scientifically proven by me. And I remember getting to the finish line. It didn't matter though, because I won. Um, but the moment I get there, I'm like, Hey, thank you. And I ran straight to the bathroom and like, you know, cleaned up and it was really embarrassing. But I got that month's free rent, man. And I did. And I think, I think my family like made fun of me, like later on. They're like, look at you. You're, you're just me. You're just, he's They're Like, you're just, uh, you're just like the little hamsters for the capitalists. You're doing, you're doing, you're just, you know, like you're, you're letting the, I don't know. I think they, they were just I don't know, I think they were being silly, but I I remember that 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 thinking like, Well, I'm hungry. I'll do whatever it fucking takes. If it if they want me to put if they if the capitalists want to put me in a Thunderdome, I'm gonna be in that Thunderdome and I'm gonna fight. If the capitalists need me to suck dick, I might suck dick because I need to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told my family. <laughs> and um and by the way, no, I'm I, I no, this isn't a fire festival, by the way. So no, I, I take that back. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I got my month rent and I ended up meeting this like investor guy and he's like, uh, after chatting with me a few times, um, he sort of brings me along as a research research, like a market research guy in assistant. And so I worked with him for like a whole year, year and a half. Um, and along the way, I was basically his spy for he for this like big investment firm that I am i can't really name And uh, yeah, I was a like a, a VR a VR market researcher basically spy I would go to the meetups talk to people see who's uh, who's who who's not have them on the show have people on the show um, And I get paid very little <laughs> But it was just enough to pay rent and just enough to me just go all out and just make try to do something with this Yeah and it was, it was a dream. I made it was, a, it was, it was a dream. It was a dream, but I was living on $11,000 a year. Wow. So isn't a lot. So yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, and then I, uh, and then I meet some people who are really cool and then I get arrested because of some bullshit that I had nothing to do with. And that affected me emotionally and mentally. Um, and, uh, I held that in for a long time. I didn't talk about it on the podcast and it wasn't until like the four episodes ago that I exploded because yeah, I just, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. It was weird. It was weird. I, uh, I gotta be honest with people and you know, if if shit happens to me, I'll probably be more honest like right now. (laughs) Like I'll just tell you what the fuck is going on, you know? And so, so, so that happened, but I, I think thankfully there was, you know, I was lucky and, uh, and then I ended up working for a couple other companies and that worked out for a little while and it was fun while it lasted. And then last year um, I was on my own working for doing con- contracts for companies like, um, like Veer um, or Symmetry. And uh, I, yeah, I, I've honed my marketing abilities quite well. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah, for me, I, 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 it wasn't, there wasn't much question, like whether I was going to like make the podcast become like a oh, giant network thing. I, I don't know. Maybe I've always doubted myself. I didn't think I had the metal to do this sort of thing. So I sort of always done the podcast in a way where, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to have that pressure that's gonna have to make money for me because I don't think I can get yeah. it to do that. So instead, I'm gonna have it be my resume, my place for people to get an idea who I am, and just see if indirect opportunities come from that, you know, creation of value. And that's it. That's it. That's there's nothing more, nothing, nothing else to it. Just, just seeing if I can, you know get some some side gigs some jobs off of that and it worked it worked for a while um but then uh but then here i am now in february 2019 and uh i feel like i have to i have to take different i have to i have three different things that need to happen because my rent went up so now my rent is two thousand eight hundred dollars a month and that's a lot of money Um, That I can't afford yeah because yeah, I didn't have that my savings are exhausted and uh, I don't have family to ask and I Can't put that burden on my girlfriend of 11 years. That would be really lame. So I need to uh, Figure out ways to make income and so the three three ways I plan to make income were one and most importantly is I need to find a fucking job, Dara, <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> um, but the problem is is that like you know I need to find a job that I think um, that will have benefits like health benefits
2: because
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't have um I don't I don't have the uh, the luck or I don't have the luck that I used to have by work by living in a house with only $500 of rent. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm getting a little older, so I need to take care of myself more. For sure. Um, For sure. and so these things are not unreasonable. Um, but I mean, I, I am. And, but uh, yeah. And so, and so, and I also realized that like, um, cause getting a job in San Francisco is not hard. Like I could do, like, I can go flip burgers right now. Yeah. But the problem is, is that like, uh, my struggle is, and um, by doing that, I feel like I am giving up on opportunities I could have, I could have cultivated or, or leads I could have followed through in that time. For example, you know, with NRVR, there's I don't I, you know, I, 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 was, I was able to get to 20,000 followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people who can do that. I, yes. I know people can do it. I know theres people who can do it. I just don't know how many people out there can do that right person. and nice. i think that's valuable to some people i'm still trying to figure out what the value of that is i just know, i just know that not many people can do it i know i somehow did it i think i have an idea how i did it and and i don't feel like i should throw that away you know by go work go work go work a, a job that you know go yeah go uh so i don't know i don't know
1: no i get it um, okay, so that's the first thing you need to get a job that has health benefits
0: Yes. And so, and so, and the other thing is I'm trying to figure out ways to monetize enter VR. Mm-hmm. Um, as you probably already saw, you, you might've seen, I did a, a, a Patreon yeah. and the Patreon, uh, was effective in me realizing who my family is. <laughs> like those people, those pe- those 10 people who are helping me in Patreon, even though it's not enough, the amount of love I feel from them and support, I, I will never be able to repay back, you know, and I and uh, and so in that way, it's been a success, but not definitely, definitely not enough to like me be able to go full can't buy and say, all right, I can I can live off of podcasting. I can't. That's not me. So that's not what's going on.
2: Oh, and yeah.
0: for whatever reason, I mean, I, you know, I, maybe I'm not as good at cultivating communities as I think I am. Um, there's all sorts of reasons why, but, but, I, but I think uh, I am very aware of it and I think that instead of trying to fight it, I'm going to adapt. And so this brings me to the third thing, um, and by the way, a little bit more on the second thing. And so basically with NRVR, instead of trying to like monetize off of my audience, like, like getting them to support me directly, then I'm just going to go to companies and advertisers. And say, hey, you know, I can help put your brand on the on the map. I can help put your brand, give your brand more exposure. So either let's we can we can work out some sort of advertising options, um, or you know, I can do some marketing consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I. Uh, that's my second best option in terms of, or the second not best but just the second option in terms of um uh, you know finding a channel to um, live off from and so and the so and so the third channel that I'm also pushing at the same time all because all these things all these things are um, they're all happening at the same time I'm trying to hitch I trying to find jobs you know do go on and inter- get interviews um, like at least I try to I try to get at least two or three job interviews a week and so far I've been able to keep that clip, but it's some, it's weird. Maybe, I, maybe there's something wrong with me. Like I interview and I don't get past the interview process. Um, but then anyway, I go back. Uh, so I've been doing that. The second thing is I've been trying to like organize my NRVR brand in a way where it seems appealable to advertise and actually follow those leads. I have like, you know, out of those 20,000 people who, well, you know, who are companies who would want to advertise. I gotta go dig them out, you know. I gotta go find them. I gotta go find those leads. And I think, then that's just work that involves time, and 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 getting in there and like doing that con, you know, that that first contact kind of work. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's definitely a channel that I think uh, can be viable um, because it's been viable before. You know, I was able to land deals with Veer and Symmetry. So you know, if I was able to land deals with them, why can't I land deals with other companies? So so that's definitely a channel. The second, the, the third channel that I'm trying to um, push to at the same time is I'm trying to start a personal training service. So you know how you can go to a personal trainer at the gym and schedule an appointment with them? Like I'm basically that, but instead of going into the gym, a physical gym, you go inside virtual reality with me. Interesting. And- inside of Creed, the the game, the Rides to Glory, the game by Servios. I'm not sponsored by them. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't, don't have it. Like I just, I'm just choosing at this point, I'm choosing the best game out there for this kind of uh, service that I'm trying to provide and Creed is the one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we get to be, do. I get to, um, you know, one of the things that i realized about VR fitness and the VR, in the VR fitness industry, is that there's a lot of apps that are trying to create universal workouts for everyone. Yeah. Right. And I don't, and I think, and so, and so there, I don't think there's a one size fits all shoe for fitness. And so I feel like that's where personal and personal trainers, you know, on the other hand, have are, are limited, I think, by a, a lot of constraints in the physical world. For example, you know, sparring is something that's very physically demanding and you can get injured. And if you get injured, then you got to take a long time to recover and then get back into it. And so, and so sparring is, I think a, is one of those things that I think is really useful to have, like just experience sparring, knowing when a punch is coming at you and knowing how to dodge and building that sort of like a, instead of playing with your shadow, or instead of playing with some an object, it's a real human behind that punch i think uh i think that's the right step in the right that's a step in the right direction and i think that it'll you know over time my vision is that like you, you'll have the full haptic suit experience where you'll feel the taps on your body when you're getting punched you know and and you will actually have a more uh, your brain will build more proprioceptive you know neural connections to these experiences and be more and more um valuable and useful i mean vr simulation training is not a new concept it's not a new concept it's being used by the military it's being used by industry VR simulation training is basically what I'm trying to bring to fitness right now and that's and that's basically it I'm, I'm using VR simulation training to personalize a fitness experience for people yeah and uh, and I don't think I don't think I, I googled I Googled around and I don't think there's many people doing this. I don't think, I don't think there's anyone doing this. And if I'm wrong of a VR personal fitness trainer, please reach out to me. I want to talk to you. Let's figure out ways we can um, collaborate, uh, share knowledge um, and help each other. But, but, uh, but yeah, for, for now it's just me. Ideally, you know, if I could get funding for this idea, I could hire other VR personal trainers and we can form a whole company where we could, you know, get lead followed, you know, hire the marketers that are going to follow the, the leads and then have the staff that will, you know, train, train, train these people in VR. And, um, and yeah, the market is pretty big. I think there's 4 million PlayStation VRs out there. There's about 3 million Oculus Rifts uh, and HTC Vibes combined. Um, and I think that's that's the size of the Bay Area, the population of the Bay Area. I think that's uh, that's a pretty sizable um, population. And if you can get one percent of that of people who not only have VR, right, but also have good stable internet connection, and they have and they can afford to buy Creed, and they can afford um, some coaching lessons, then then you have a viable business you know, because one of the things that I keep thinking about is like, when are we going to have like jobs in virtual reality? Like when really for real? And honestly, I realized that, you know what, I'm going to go make it myself. I'm going to make, I'm going to give myself a job in virtual reality based on my experiences as a black belt in Taekwondo and having trained in Muay Thai and Judo as a virtual virtual reality podcaster with, Vast amounts of knowledge or more than average of amounts of knowledge about VR industry and you know doing some unity script. I'm a script kitty, I would say mm-hmm. um, and my uh obsession with fitness and health like I've invested time and money and to extract value from the from these things, and now I want to put them all in a bunch and share them back with people and I yeah. think there might be value there
1: okay. So, all right, so, proof. there's a lot, there's a lot. I think, I, yeah, I, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's proof. Where, do, where to begin? Okay, so let's, so the first thing on my mind is when you did that foot race, uh foot race in the co-working space and you shut yourself, did the people around you know, like, figure no. out you
0: shut yourself? No, 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 no. No, 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 no.
1: So, so, okay.
0: They didn't see, they, did, they, uh, they couldn't, like, they probably couldn't smell it. Uh, it was a silent but deadly crap, and uh, I think, but uh, well, it wasn't deadly. It wasn't deadly. It was silent, and, right? And um, so no, no smell. Okay, no, no, no. All right. Yeah, so yeah. So I would. I don't want to get like too. I don't. I don't want to get too deep into the physics of my butt cheeks clamping. And yeah. but uh, but I think that that would be that there would be something there, but you know, it's I, I'll say this
1: much. I'm pretty sure our audience will can figure it out themselves. I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of them have butt cheeks <laughs> and it's simulated. So, yeah. you know, it that so that was the first thing that was on my mind uh, that I've been one, wanted to ask since since you mentioned it. Um, you, you
0: can see my priorities here. So. Yeah, and I bet you reflect the priorities of pretty much all the listeners. Like, I bet you ninety percent of the listeners will probably say ex- ex- thinking the exact same thing. So yeah. they probably they're probably thanking you for th- thanking you for this. You know, it's it's only because I care. So um, okay, so then
1: all right, so let, let's go back to the beginning. There's a lot to unravel here. Um, so my first question. So yeah, whew, yeah, you 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 are passionate about what you're talking about. So. Let, let's let, let, let okay. So yes, as the audience can probably tell, this is not this is my first time hosting a podcast, and so. you're doing great. Don't Thank feel you, pressured. Chris. Don't let don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You're of doing course. great. Keep it up. Of course. Uh But all right. So all right. So my first thing is so you mentioned about John Carmack, and he's like it's imperative that
0: we create the metaverse. Uh Did you ever ask John Carmack about this? Did you ever talk to him about it? Uh no, I asked Palmer and he just dismissed me like I was some crazy guy and I don't know like I feel like uh I don't know I maybe yeah I don't know
1: because just, John Carmack is pretty approachable especially in the Oculus conferences like he's you
0: know no he's he's replied to it like in in indirectly like on Twitter I saw say him tweet out like oh I, I people keep asking me about this question which I think originated for me about the whole more more moral imperative to create the metaverse and he referenced back to this movie from the 1980s that I've never seen Uh, I forget the movie I forget the movie it's just super obscure huh no it wasn't yeah it wasn't lawnmower it's a super obscure movie to me at least right right like you wouldn't like I don't think you like if I sent you the link later like oh you'll be like oh I don't even know where the (laughs) where this came from so yeah probably you'll see Yeah, um, okay, okay, okay. Or, and there'll be like, VR gatekeepers will be like, what, you don't know this movie? You don't know VR then. Yeah, no, for sure.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, totally. Okay, so, um, hmm. where do I, where do I go with this? Uh, So, mm, what are you curious to know? Well, okay, I have a few questions. some just curious, some relevant to the podcast, but, uh, I will say, uh, all right, just, so I'll ask the one-off questions first off, because mm-hmm. I think they're pretty easy to get over with. True. Uh, first off, you said you were obsessed, you know, you, you were like, oh my God, China. Um, have you ever visited mainland China
0: or other parts of greater China? Just been to Hong Kong. Okay. Just Hong, Kong. Hong okay. Kong. Um, you define, you get, Hong Kong is great. I think gray area. Uh, but i would say yes i i would if i've been to hong kong then i'd say yeah i've been to china ooh ooh don't tell the hong kongers that i mean i'm not going to make anyone happy no matter what i fucking say yeah so so i mean yeah that yeah. i know where you're coming from though i know what they i know i know that's what they would say what yeah anyway no. again i'm not going to make people happy with the geopolitics that i'm going to say no one's going to be happy oh for
1: sure i i guess for my general rule of thumb is if you cross the immigration then it's it's its own thing so like hong kong has its own immigration versus mainland china versus taiwan for instance mm-hmm. so so that's why i'm a little hesitant to be like oh that is totally china it is technically china but it's not you know mainland china it's not you know the, the people's republic of china that we you know like when you say china no one's gonna be like oh yeah hong kong they're gonna be like oh yeah china as in beijing and shanghai and guangzhou uh but anyway that that's just my nitpicking so okay so you mentioned you 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 mentioned it briefly in in your in your whole thing that you you know about martial arts can can you go into more detail about that
0: yeah um in college i i realized i was like all right i'm gonna learn chinese and i'm gonna get a black belt and uh, those were the like it was great to get a political science degree don't get me wrong but like i was more proud to be able to get to a, a, a plateau where i could have like conversations and surviving in in places like Taiwan and then I was uh and yeah getting a black belt after doing competitions and like you know going through a few injuries that I feel like that was a pretty good accomplishment and um, yeah and I think it set the foundation for me being able to like stay in good shape since then since those days I still yeah I'm still I'm still pretty active and uh, yeah I, I had a good run. It was a good, it was a good time. And one of the things that this game Creed Boxing brought back was, you know, it's it started, it scratches that itch for me of like, to me, sparring feels like a, like more of a dance. Um, and I think, uh, and, and when I think about it, like some of my favorite experiences, my best memories of doing martial arts were when I was sparring someone and they would be really good. And I would learn things on the fly. Or some of my most scariest experiences, where I would spar someone, and they were way better than me, or way bigger, and I would be scared shitless because I'd be like, "Fuck, how am I gonna get out of this?" So, yeah. so I think, um, so those visceral experiences, I, I, you can't replicate them easily. You know, you just can't. Like, and and if you do, like, try, try to spar like for you know a whole month straight, every day. And, and like really full tilt it's really full tilt and, and in real life and see if you won't get injured you will you're gonna get injured you know yeah. f- go full tilt but in VR you can go full tilt man and as long as you're not punching your cat or your girlfriend or the TV and no one's getting hurt you yeah. know there's you're there's a good chance you're there's you're, you're less likelihood you're gonna get injured period so and it and, and it and again it scratches that itch that f- I feel like I have I'm having that dance again with people. Um, And it's not about, you know, you know, hurting people, exerting pain. It's about, you know, teaching experiences like, all right, well, if he's doing a left hook, then I should probably dodge and counter with this. Or I should definitely block low because he's always, you know what I'm saying? Like you're thinking about strategies more than about, you know, the, the physical pain. And honestly, like this might not be the best supplement to martial arts this might not be the best supplement to like actual fitness gym. Um, but I think there's, it's an alternative with value. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's, it's not going to replace the gym. It's not going to replace personal training. It's not going to replace, you know, martial art instructors, but it, it definitely has value. And that's what I'm trying to convey to people. You don't know, not trying to tell people like, this is it. That's going to change the world. No, I'm, I'm being a lot more cautious now <laughs> um, with my wording here because I feel like I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to over, over hype it. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, when a personal trainer in physical life has the ability to like correct your form by physically touching you, by like making you, all right, twist, make make sure you, you put that knee out a little bit more, or make sure you're that foot and then you know you, and they and they and you can and they kick your foot and into the correct place like yeah i think that's super valuable and it'll be a long time before vr can do that okay. but but also at the same time with vr i'm able to show you how to properly punch you know in be- way better than a video for example yeah, like like I was like I remember you you and I we were doing it. And I'm all showing you like all right, Dara, this is what it looks like. And I would physically in the virtual space, I would show you my arm doing this in the motion that's necessary to do the proper punch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also that's that's above the value of a video, above the value of a book. Yeah, but definitely not on par yet with reality. And you know if you're if you're someone who's a customer who's looking for like a you know, who's thinking about spending money on, on a Peloton bike? You know, you you might as you're better off getting a Rift or a PSVR and a Vive, and then hiring me. Trust me, I, you'll have way more fun, and you'll actually walk away with like some valuable knowledge that I know that's worked for me, yeah. and that I'm happy to be challenged on and being corrected in a civilized manner like i think i think the that's the one thing that i want to be clear with people is that like if you approach me in a civilized manner if you're nice in your approach then you're gonna get niceness back but if you're mean and you're an asshole in your approach yeah. or you're being condescending or you think you know better like okay you're definitely you're gonna get that energy back and that, that's like i think that's a that's uh maybe a weakness in my in my personality. I'm not the buddha. <laughs> I'm a human being, you know, and and so I don't I'm not I'm not yeah, I don't like taking people's abuse, especially online. So, but but so far so good honestly. The people I've trained thus far um, have walked away with pretty good experiences. One of those people is you, Dara. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I guess maybe I can turn a question on you sure. really quick. And just I want to get your thoughts on, you know, what is it about VR fitness, personal VR fitness training? Like, what is it that you like and what are things that it can improve on outside of like programming? Like there's things that I, for example, cannot do. I can't re- I can't program greed, <laughs> you right. know, I don't I, I you know, and I can't fix the lag, you know, so but but if but. This, yeah, but if there are things in my methodology and my program that I think that you think could be better, I'd love to hear them. And sure. maybe we can work them out, you know, in real time on the podcast.
1: Yeah. OK, so why 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 VR Fitness for me? Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so uh, phew, that's, that's a story in there. But um, I think that will require listeners to listen to the uh, Enter VR Plus um, podcast. The premium subscription, because there is a whole thing there. Um, but I will say this much: there's uh, a
0: premium subscription. I had no idea we had a premium podcast subscription. You know, I'm the host now, so uh, <laughs> this is the perk for the Patreon subscribers.
1: <laughs> yes, it's, there you uh, go. It goes more in depth, and it's more raw, and you know, and it's like, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, there you go, Patreon subscribers. Um, you know, if you subscribe, you'll get that. But it's uh, so. I'll say this much. Uh, too long, didn't read. The past—it's the past couple months, and the past six months, the past, especially the last two months, has been a huge uh, crisis of con—not not crisis of conscience—but it's been a lot of crossroads I've been going through, and a lot of internal anxiety and stress. And and I don't know if you've experienced it, Chris, but like the feedback loop of and the lack of self-worth and all that. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and um, why? Why? That's it, a whole other story. It's I'll tell you later. Maybe the and maybe in the premium podcast. But what I will say is, um, I've been, you know, I have, I've been, I've, been, I used to work in VR. I mean, I've been doing VR since 2014. So I have all the equipment, right? And it's like it's literally just sitting there. I have no motivation for to using it. It's it's the paradox of choice. Like I have all these games for VR but I never play them. And I don't have the motivation to use it. And this, for the past two months, I've been trying to focus more on mindfulness and working on myself. And what better way of doing that than is than exercise. Uh, So, you know, I I was actually thinking, you know, I was trying VR exercise. I was trying Audio Shield, for instance. I was trying table tennis. Um, I was trying this game called The Thrill of the Fight. Which is another VR boxing simulator.
0: Which, by the way, Dara, to keep your thought. Don't, don't stop. Don't, don't, don't hold on to that drain of thought. Yeah. But unfortunately, I drank too much water, and I have to run pee, I have to run the pee really quick. But, but I'll edit this out. I'll make sure. I'll make sure it sounds smoothly at the end. Nice. But I'm so sorry about this. I got. I got to use the restroom really quick. All right. Be right back. Be right back. Sorry. So, so sorry. So sorry. No worries. Sorry about Dara. I'm. I'm back now. Uh, no, worries. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, thank you. Nice. But uh, yes, you were saying thrill of the fight. That's where we last left off.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I was doing, you know, audio shield. I was doing table tennis. I was doing the thrill of the fight, and it was all very good, and all. And I started doing, you know, in real life, I was doing yoga, um, and other, you know, related stuff like that. Um, you know, I'll go. You know, I won't go into more detail now. Uh, but what I will say is. Uh, last week or about a week and a half ago, I actually came down with a super nasty cold and I was pretty much, you know, bedridden, not bedridden, but I was, you know, apartment ridden, um, for, you know, that whole time. I I didn't want to go to the gym and like infect other people. Uh, and then, and then I saw Mr. I saw you, I saw you were like, Hey, I want to do VR boxing. And I'm like, Holy snap. I want to do that. That sounds really cool. So it's, you know, I, messaged, I I reached out and then, you know, you started it. And then, yeah, I mean, now we're here pretty much. And uh, I don't know, it, it's like you were saying, like it's, you know, I think we live in a culture of very much, of uh, we rely on self-help books. And we think if we read a book, if we have a book and we do osmosis, then we're just going to get better. I don't, that's not how it works. It's, you know, you actually have to put the time and the effort to it. Uh, what was that saying? No pain, no gain. So, you know, and, you know, you were offering it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to totally do that. And, you know, it's not the same as real life boxing, but I think it is really cool that, you know, that you're able to show me how this all works. Like It's, you can show me the mechanics in front of me and give me real time feedback. And, you know, I think humans are a very much a social species. We love interacting with people. So you know the fact that you are giving me feedback and we were talking about it and all that, that is a, is, way, is way more effective than me watching a YouTube video, right and seeing the boxing techniques. Um, and and that's why I really enjoy it. It's you know it, it's uh, you know we've had three so far and I think it already has made a difference. you know, for example, like I have to go like you know I have to it, it you know it takes a few minutes for me not a few minutes but it, it takes a while for me to go to the to go to the gym to go to yoga and maybe you know some nights i'm like you know what i don't want to go to yoga i would rather go to, i would rather do boxing or you know something like that and it is it it's, it doesn't feel like exercise for me as much it feels like you know i'm playing a game because i am literally playing a video game so yeah i don't know and and so that's why i like it and and honestly it's uh i, I want to build a habit out of all this you know i think you know coincidentally this happened or all this happened around new year's um all this happened around new year's and i think everyone has those news resolutions uh i don't really believe in that but it coincidentally happened to me and it's like oh i want to do this and i want to better myself and i want to do the growth and, and it's like well okay cool um but it's a marathon not a sprint i don't want to like go to the gym and, and then stop going to the gym i don't want to do yoga and then stop doing yoga i don't want to be, you know, have more personal growth and self-love and then stop doing that. So I really want to make that a habit. And I think, you know, having a trainer really does make a difference or having someone to support you really does make a huge difference. Um, and plus, you know, you're so far, you're a great instructor. I mean, and so that's why I I like doing, I've, I've been enjoying doing this so far. I definitely think I've learned I've learned from all this. And, you know, my body does feel sore, funny enough, after you know i do definitely feel like it's a workout every time we, we do um we do a we do a training session
0: awesome i'm i'm happy Dara. I'm right i'm really excited i'm really excited for the ability to build that create, create that habit for you like like i want it to get to the point where you crave the exercise when you just don't you know you need you need it in your system and it's sure. and i think that'll be a good thing and uh, you know it'll carry you through you know in the absence of universal healthcare. care that at least you can do is take care of your body and, and exercise especially when you know you're tricking your body into exercising with playing games i think that's yeah it's just feels so natural to me like that i've been going to the gym since i was 14 like I, my my dad you know made me go to the gym since i was really young and uh and although you can get really really impressive looking uh, results from it you know there is it's missing to me i don't know it's missing a, a little bit of connection um when you go alone at least and uh and and then i and then i got older and and i and i became a little bit more cognizant of germs and bacteria and how much people don't wash their hands and where people put their hands and it just i don't know maybe that's that uh, that's one of the things that I like deters me a little bit or just gives me a little bit of pause about it like oh god people are gross but (laughs) but then but then yeah you know but people people still do it and I think it's great I don't think I don't think VR fitness is gonna replace gyms but I think there's space for VR fitness to exist to coexist with gyms and and you know who knows it you might maybe you might have like You you might have VR headsets installed in gyms one day and instead of like, you know cardio kickboxing classes It'll be like, you know turn box VR boxing tournaments that people can come watch at the gym Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. it would be really interesting to see like, you know you know soccer moms who would be otherwise be doing yoga in the in the yoga studio instead they would be swinging at each other in a, in a vr boxing match
1: <laughs> no totally yeah. not even mention it i think it would be really funny to see like you know treadmills and then people have vr headsets while on the treadmill
0: mm. yeah that would be interesting that yeah. would be interesting
1: <laughs> yeah true because i think that would make treadmills way more exciting because you know treadmills were originally created as a torturing device it's not actually meant for exercise. It was not originally meant for exercise, and uh, I've always had that. Theory, I've always had that theory. But then I read. I was reading about it and I confirmed it. But you know. But I. Yeah. But no. But um, um, all jokes aside. But no. I, I do think there is potential for VR exercise. I think it will be, as you were saying, a compliment. I don't think it'll be a supplement. I think people are very easy to carry away hype. I mean, you and I have seen it personally with the with VR. There was so much hype behind virtual reality from 2014, 2015 until relatively recently, you know, millions were being put in the space, you know, there's all these startups and then kind of like the hype kind of came became too big and people's expectations were too high.
0: Yeah, can I tell you a, a quick story, on, a, a, a story about about that specific thing? Sure. It got so out of hand for me that, um, that, I, that I started noticing um, Chinese websites popping up With my photo and my name in it really and basically what they were doing is they were uh, promoting tour packages for rich Chinese people to come visit Silicon Valley and like check out all the different like uh, Notable places like Singularity University like different accelerators and one of them on the tour one stop on the tour was when it was when I was at this other accelerator and I was teaching classes. I don't know if you remember the Metaverse Scholars Club.
2: Yeah, I remember. I,
0: I yeah, I used to I used to teach classes and and I and um I guess uh they took a photo from there and they said that oh you come give us at this accelerator and you'll be meet it you'll be met by Chris Miranda who will teach you about marketing and VR investments and all this other stuff. And I was like, whoa, Ooh. that's that's yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is this is interesting." I don't remember giving anyone permission for this, but that's yeah, cool. I, I had
1: no idea about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh. but it got to that. See, but it got to that height. You know, it got you know, who me, a nobody, a fucking nobody, who was just doing a random like workshops with like thirty people. Like, it was now being touted on these companies' websites to people to get you know millionaires to come like. You know, visit and tour these these accelerators, these spaces, and I bet you I've seen a but. And I remember, I remember, I remember seeing a lot of these tours uh, now that I remember at the accelerator. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I was just about to ask. Like, did any of them actually come? I did. I, I saw. Yeah. I mean, if you go to, S, like, I mean, if you you'll see them. You'll see the Dara. You go to any accelerator. You in no, no, S- no. I, I mean,
1: I know they come, but did any specifically come to the MSC meetups and such.
0: Oh no, 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 no. I, because you know what, I think that was like at that point, it was more of a, yeah, I think they were scamming people more than anything. Cause I, I, I you know, I, I wasn't going to like, yeah. Cause I didn't remember seeing any groups come by, but I also, yeah, I remember they would come to the accelerator, but they never came to the MSC. And I, it just makes me feel like that. I were trying to get some money off of them for know? sure. So at the height, at the peak of the high, at the peak of the hype cycle. Yeah, it seemed like I think this is like uh, March. I think this is around 2016, like early
1: 2016.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So then, all right, cool. So then, I guess my question is, you know, you mentioned about VR fitness and personal training, and and I guess the question, it, it makes a lot of sense. So then, the question is, why has no one done it yet? Why? Why you?
0: How are you the first person to think of this? I, that's a weird that you know that's a good question. I don't fuck, I don't really know why no one has done this yet. You know, I've yeah, yeah well, cuz you know originally originally I had, you know how um so uh, there's no there's no hiding this. I'm an idiot. You know, I, and and one of the things I that I do that's idiotic is I have these questions and then these questions become like viruses in my head and I have to answer the fucking question. For example, I remember with the podcast for the longest time I had this question, I would ask people like, so if someone tried VR for a hundred hours straight, like what do you think would happen to them? Like you neurologically know, and visual and their eyesight, like no one knew, no one knew, Dara. And so then I realized I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go figure it out. How What happens if you spend a hundred hours wearing a headset straight? And I did find out and all sorts of shit happens, but that's, this is not the podcast about that. Uh-huh. Uh, in in any case, uh, what have what uh, uh, and so and so? One of the questions I'm trying to answer now is who is the best? Because I've because here's the thing: I um, I've been I was I've been yeah I've been going inside Creed, and I've been having these insane matches. These just really and the the variety of different styles of fighters and style and different gameplay styles and you can see the physicality and their movements like the inverse kinematics does a lot to help you visualize and it's amazing all right it's amazing and like uh and so i started asking and wondering this question like who the fuck is the best virtual reality fighter in the world right now Mm -hmm. and if if they're out there i would actually would love to see them fight you know, on Twitch or on a stream or something. You know, I wanna I wanna see and so it made me realize I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start a worlds a world martial arts tournament in virtual reality, a boxing match, boxing tournament, because that's back that's basically the only game we can play right now.
2: Right. But yeah,
0: I, I realized I was like, I'm gonna go find the best virtual reality boxer in the world. Um, but before I do that, I need to pay rent. So how do I turn this passion now that I now have and to something that you know might make sense, and you know land me a couple of clients and you know and pay my and help me pay rent, mm-hmm. and that's when I realized, oh oh shit, you know, I have all this experience doing martial arts. um I have all this experience you know in v r with you know knowing how to use unity to you know paying attention to the macro side of the industry so and so, yeah. It was weird, man, because I was like, "Well, I might, I, I might as well," because of what what I was trying to do is I was going to start a fight school, or to get people to join the fight league, right? Yeah. But then, but then I realized that doing a fight school as a as in being a VR personal trainer, like it's just it's it's valuable in and out of itself, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I think I sort of like landed on that that you know i'm gonna create a vr fight school and i'm gonna and that's gonna and and eventually my long-term project is i'm trying to create a vr fight league because if i get two thousand people on a discord channel who are all interested in being in a tournament or fighters you know i i there's there's a good chance i can get a uh red bull to sponsor a tournament or something um so that's sort of my goal like i'm trying to get like 2000 Discord members who want to be virtual reality fighters get them paid through sponsorships, um, and then and also and then start a school on the side where mm-hmm. I can train people, and I can find the best fighters. Also, the best fight I'm trying to find the best fighters so I can bring them along and give them jobs in VR eventually. Yeah, I'm not at that point yet because you know, like I said, I'm very broke right now. But <laughs> I, I'm not gonna give up on this idea. And if people want to help in whatever way they can, you know, I'm interested in new clients. I'm interested in new investments. um, I'm interested in you know different partnerships. If, um, yeah, name your price. Bring and, and and so let me know. But uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
1: Okay. Um. So then, all right. So a few questions come from this. First of all, before we get to the deep, the deep critical questions I have about it all. Um, how many, so you're doing this training, how many people have joined your league? How many people are you training? That kind of stuff. Well, in, that the, is.
0: in the, in the, uh, spirit of being transparent with everyone, hundred percent, there's been about two people <laughs> <laughs> since I started, uh, uh, last Wednesday, um, or Thursday and announced it. So, so, so no, Wednesday, Wednesday. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's been two people. You included, Dara. <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a, a slow start. I, I, uh, I have, like I said, I, um, I have all this marketing skills and experience that, you know, I've been accumulating and I am going to put into work to mm-hmm. get this idea out there. Like I'm working on a, a promo trailer, a quick promo trailer so that people can see through video. You know the service I'm trying to offer. Mm -hmm. Trying to work on a blog post um, so that I can convey the message more succinctly in terms of what I'm trying to build. Um, And I'm releasing this podcast where I'm being myself and being honest with people and my expectations and my goals and my my my, my vision. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm doing everything in my power to see if I can make so see if I can have a shot at this. I guess it's, I guess it's, I guess it's just, uh, it's just seeing if I have a shot Uh, and if, and, and I'm going to try. And if, if it works, it, it it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If I find a job somewhere else and all of a sudden I don't have time for this, um, then again, I tried, you know, Right. right now, right now I need to be fluid and flexible with, you know, where my income source comes. It's an unfortunate thing about capitalism where, you know, if you don't, if you start from, from, from nothing, it's really compounding interest that you build up, not, not opportunities. So,
1: yeah. Okay. So then, all right. So you so you say it's going slow and all that, and and you're the only trainer. Let's just get that out of the way.
0: Yes. I am the only trainer.
1: Okay. So you say you want to get like 2000 people in the discord. How can you see the scale? Like, is it just going to be, are you going to have other trainers that will be doing this as well? Like, are you going to outsource this or are you going to be training all 2000 people?
0: I'm definitely going to get people to tr- become trainers. So, so two thousand. I'm trying to get two thousand people in a fight league Discord, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And out of those two thousand people, not all of them will be clients. Some people will do their own thing. And that's and that's fine. But they're also they're they're a fight league. They're doing their own thing, right? But out of that pool of people, you know, the best fighters, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to ask them to work with me on being instructors. Yeah. Um. And and so and so, I don't know how many clients I can get for the VR fight school, the personal training thing. Um, But that's where Sora I would spend most of my time on would be finding clients, Mm -hmm. and keeping 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 a steady schedule of clients for whoever becomes a trainer at that point. Right. Um, But uh, but yeah, and and the the and the only way for me to be able to like know what works, uh, know what doesn't and anticipate, you know, how to get better, how how to make a better service. Like I have to do it myself for a little while. So for example, like one of the things that I, that, that I think is super valuable that, you know, that VR has a great uh, advantage over real life is that I can record video from my perspective and share it with you and we can keep track, you know, and we can go and spar and we can do the exercises and it, by and by doing this, you know, you I'm giving you an ar- archive of footage that you can study to get better, um, that you that and that will give you the ability to judge two months from now, three months from now, how much of an improvement you're making. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think I think that's you know that's valuable, that's novel, that's something virtual reality can do right now that in real life. I mean, you know, you pro- your, your personal trainer can probably take you know quick video and send it back to you. But, you know, I just think that this, uh, this is one of those things that I'm discovering that adds, adds value in VR as well. So yeah.
1: hmm. No, totally. Um, yeah. it's So, you know, like you said, I w- you know, I, I've been training with you a little bit and, you know, we- <clears throat> sorry, we recorded, you know, we recorded from at least your perspective um my you know the, our fight and it was really interesting to see how you know my fighting uh style from your perspective um it was quite fascinating actually
0: yeah what did you notice uh no, I, I feel like i haven't heard, this conversation we haven't had so this is great material actually because <laughs> cause i want to know yeah what did you did you were you able to learn anything did you feel like you um you got anything from that? And uh, yeah, again, maybe, uh, maybe is it worth it that we that we look at it together, the video together? Or you know, what do you think? What are your impressions? I, I think I think it would be cool to look at it together, actually.
2: Hmm. Um. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Think, yeah, because yeah, because um, I do. I have noticed. I didn't watch all of it to be honest. But mm-hmm. from what I have seen, from what I have seen, um, it's like I don't move a lot. You know i'm not very much a move, moving in the uh around the ring and i think that's a problem and i definitely noticed that i'm more block i'm mostly blocking my face the mm-hmm. upper part and not my low not my 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 chat my lower part of my body and i think that leaves me very open and then it lets you you know punch me in the bottom very quickly very easily
0: yeah yeah, I think um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're being able to be so so self-reflective. I think that's a great exercise to have both mentally and physically. Um, that's good. Um, and yeah, I think we'll review the video later on, and we'll be able to go deeper into what works and what doesn't. You know, that's fun. The funny thing about the I was having um I had a match yesterday with an opponent who, for a second there, I thought he broke the game. I thought he broke the game and I thought my whole business model was fucked. <laughs> you know why? Because he he figured out a way to spam. Um, but like spam punch me in the dick. And he just kept doing that. He just kept punching me in the dick over and over and over and over again. And it was hard for me to figure out how to get the right angle of blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would do that and we open and it would open me up into the whole like um the cutscene where I have to align my controllers with my hands and stuff. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He kept doing that. And I was, and he had me by my second knockdown and you know how you get a third or even to the fourth, you you're dead. You're done. Yeah. You're so, so, so I was like, I was get, I was, I was realizing, Oh my God, he's going to win. This is it. This is, it's over for me. Mm-hmm. But then what I did was, um, I figured him out. <laughs> I, um, I decided that I was going to punch him back in the dick too. And so, and so I, uh, but, but the way he was doing it, the way I was doing it, the difference was, is that I was extending my arm a a, a lot more than him with the jab. I was extending my jab a lot more. I was covering more distance. And when he tried to go for those same punches, I would block and then I would go for that jab. And I, and I kept doing that and that would open him up. To that, to that fight, to that scene, and then I would, and I would, and then I would hook him right, and I would hook him left in the face, nice. and and it, and I just wailed on him. I wailed on him, and I was able to like knock him out. Like I, I got him. Like it was, it was really satisfying, because I had to use um, a little bit of a taste of his own medicine, but I also had to combine it with my own physical ability. To get those punches in while he's resetting his character back into blocking position, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, that was super eye opening, and that's one of those experiences that I'm gonna bring back into the ring with you and share with you. Like, like, look, Dar, if you ever run into a player who does this shit, this is what you need to do. That worked for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, it's 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 good. I'm I'm yeah. The game is uh is it's so fun to like. To, and it was such a good workout i mean oh yeah yeah like i was playing another i had another match on saturday with a fighter who threw like 112 punches to like my 90 punches wow. and at that point i realized i was like okay he, this person is just fast and they're probably faster than me physically faster than me yeah. and that was really humbling to be able to have someone who's better than me and they weren't Shit talking and they were actually very graceful and when the match ended because they smoked me by the way like we who we did three we, we went three matches and they smoked me all three um but i was but he was so gracious or they and then um i reached the, and then i said hey 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 th- before you leave do you want to join my fight and then he left my fight league oh. yeah but I'm still I'm still out there like if you're playing Creed and you think you're hot shit hit me up Let's have fun. Let's fl- let's do a couple rounds. If you beat me you qualify to be an instructor <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Do you know how many people are
0: uh, are playing Creed? Approximately? No, that's a good question That's a really good question. You know when people say hey, that's a good question. That means they don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no for sure yeah. Okay, interesting um all right. Yeah, I think that'll be something interesting to look for. Look Definitely,
0: to. I'll look into it. I, honestly, I'll, um, I'll I'll see if I can get in touch with the with the team that makes it, and I doubt they'll tell me. Or I'll figure it out. I'll figure something out. See yeah. It's...
1: So I just looked it up. Um, at least a, 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 a vague number, and it's anywhere between 20,000 and 50,000 people that own the game on Steam.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's a that's a nice community to start with. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: so there there's that to consider. So uh, uh, how can I say? so so like you, you mentioned about reaching out to the Creed development team. Um, can you can you, first of all, can you at least briefly talk about the Creed development team? Who are they? And, yeah and 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 also the second part is, have you communicated with them? Have they reached out to you or vice versa? If so, what?
0: Yeah, on? I, uh, shit, there's Servios, uh, James Left, Nathan Verba, had them on the show a couple times, um, they're the guys who made zombies on the holodeck for all the old school people, and then they, uh, they made, um, a bunch of cool games like Sprint Vector and Electronauts, and, uh, what's that other one, uh, Raw Data, Mm-hmm. And they made Creed: Rise to Glory, and they are a pretty good development team. They use Unreal Engine, um, and I reached out to them, sent them a couple of emails, and they were like, "Yeah, hey, we'll, we'll read through what you got," and that's <laughs> it. I mean, that's all. There really isn't anything else to say. Yeah, so, so, but they haven't sent me any cease to desist, like, "Hey, you can't do that. You can't, you can't train people in VR with our software." Right. I might need like a waiver liability at some point. What
1: would would the waiver say? Like that this is not a real training, that this is just a virtual training. You're not responsible for any.
0: Basically that, that I'm not liable for, like if we do, like if I make make you do a virtual, if I make you do a squat and you by accident, you know, fall or something and you trip, like I I shouldn't be liable for that. I feel like, I feel like, that's common sense. Any for any business, personal trainers like they they definitely make you sign a waiver before you yeah you no, train with them.
1: So. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, so you know, so you mentioned Creed as is a VR boxing game. Are there any other VR boxing games or or VR exercising games in general?
0: Uh, there's Thrill of the Fight, um, and there's Knockout League, um, and these those are the three that I know of. Um, there's also v- VFC Virtual Reality Fighting Championship. Yeah, I saw that. It's and um, it didn't inspire much confidence in me. Um, but uh, I'm willing to try it if, if 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 they if I can get hooked up with a free key. I'm again I'm broke. I can't afford these games. So yeah. so I, I I did my investment. I have Creed on the Vive and I have Creed on the PSVR. So if you have Creed on Steam or if you have Creed on PSVR. Um, then I can train you. Yeah. If you have creed on Oculus, I'm sorry. I don't have Creed on Oculus.
1: Oh, there's no like there's no like compatibility between the Steam VR and the Oculus versions? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: don't I don't know. I, I just know that it's on the Oculus store, but I don't have it on the Oculus Store. I only have it on Steam.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um but there is there is Oculus support for the game on Steam VR. So like I have an Oculus Rift and and I've been using uh Creed on on the rip but with Steam VR. So right. yeah, so like okay, PSVR and PC um, crossplay. Okay, you can one can argue no, uh, and you know you can argue you know Sony's restrictions, but also you know maybe it would be an unfair advantage for one player one 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 platform. But then why not Oculus and and uh, Steam VR? I don't know. That's I'm actually very curious about that.
0: Um, I think. So what you're asking is, if someone has Creed on the Oculus Store, can they play with someone who has Creed on Steam Store? Exactly. I think you can. I, I mean, that'd be really weird if they did yeah. that. That'd be really weird if they did that. You yeah. Know, I, I don't think it would make sense for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, but, but, yeah, but like I said, for me, I only have it on Steam. And yeah. so... Yeah, I don't know. Wow, I don't know. So cause you know, someone asked me like like, hey, do you have it? Uh I, I have it on the Oculus store where I'm like, well, I have it on Steam. And they're like, fine, I'll buy the game. And they bought and they bought, and by the way, Servios, if you're listening, I'm becoming a glorified salesman for you. <laughs> cause yeah. I'm I made this person buy the game all over again on Steam. Wow. Yeah. And now that I think about it, we should have tried on Oculus to see if he was able to play with me from his oh. Oculus account. I don't know. I
1: guess you can try when you're about to train this person.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you know, that's one of my um I guess it's it's kind of a, a pet peeve uh, and I wish the VR industry was better about this. Um it's too early to be fragmenting shit like this, you know? Like it's too we're still VR's still too too young to be doing walled gardens. Um, and so that goes for Sony, that goes for Oculus, that goes to Vive.
1: Yeah, you know. But, but, but to be devil's advocate, uh, can one argue that this competition is is allowing other is allowing them all to develop more quickly instead of having an, a you know natural monopoly and therefore they don't have the incentive to innovate?
0: Maybe, but at the end of the day, no one's you know like in this scenario, like someone's clearly winning. But in the scenario where, like for example, Echo Arena. Echo Arena is only available on Oculus right and that's a shame that's a damn shame that you have to get revive on Steam and do have to do a whole process um, for people and some people will never get revive some people will just not do the revive thing if it's not on Steam they're not gonna get they're not gonna do the whole thing and get it on Oculus like that Mm -hmm. but it would be it's just such a shame that people who can play on the PSVR millions of people you know, huge market can't enjoy Echo VR, which by default would like benefit from a bigger community and would grow faster and would get more money. Um, whereas in this silo, where in their Oculus store, it's just it's a silo. It's like it's not a it's not growing. It's not dying. Yeah. But it's also not growing as fast as it could be, in my opinion.
1: I think, to be fair, uh, I think it was Oculus Studios, uh, Facebook, that directly funded Echo uh, VR. So, you know, I I think in all fairness, that's, I think that's a factor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, what am I going to do? I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say, no, don't fund, don't fund games. I mean, but that's happening right now with, like, Dirt Rally 2. Like, Dirt Rally 2, it's going to be coming for VR but only because Oculus paid the Codemasters money to yeah. get it on only Oculus.
1: Well, I, I think, but I think um, if in, in all fairness, for example, like Superhot VR was funded by, partially by Oculus, and but that came on other platforms. So That's the
0: right way to do it. Cause yeah. Yeah, because it's on PSVR, it's on, on Steam. I
1: think it was a timed exclusive.
0: Yeah, do that. Do, you know, the, again, and it's not like, again, Sony's just as bad as Oculus because Resident Evil seven should be on the Oculus store. It should be on steam right now. Um, I Why, why is it taking so long for such a good game to get into the hands of like millions of people who support, create a community, become glorified salesmen for them yeah. and sell more copies and just keep that like networking effect going. I don't, I don't see why they think it's a good idea to close it off like that. Like Sony's dropped the ball hugely with that. With, with just keeping Resident, Z, Resident Evil 7 to themselves. So,
1: so I, I think, in all fairness, uh, at least to Sony, uh, it was a, apparently it was a one year exclusivity, and then uh, and then after that, Capcom could do whatever they want. And I think it was Capcom that chose not to port it to the PC.
0: Well, then Capcom, you are fucking up. And there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. What What are you gonna do? I mean. You're the, like it's not like Capcom is going to be a sponsor of this podcast. So I'm going to tell them right now you're fucking up. <laughs> That's
1: been interesting, uh, but um, apparently there's rumors again, rumors that Oculus is is interest is quote unquote actively interested in porting RE7 to the PC. So there's you can know, take that as you will. It's been a while since RE7 was released. It's you know, you know the Resident Evil Two remake recently came out. So you know Capcom clearly has other priorities. But I don't know. But you're absolutely right. I, I think, you know, it's it's very interesting we see the early days of VR and then where, where are we going to go five years from now? Like, what's that going to be like? Um, you know, like, so let, let's, let before I go back to that, it's, let's, let me ask you, because I've been meaning to ask. There's been, you know, there are, you mentioned there's other programs, like the Thrill of the Fight and the, you know, UFC boxing. Have you
0: tried any of those other programs? You know, my number one thing was, it, oh, first of all, no. Even though I do have a key from you, and I've been sitting on it for the past two days, I, even though I, I I I've been sitting on that key for thrill of fight, I'm still going back into the creed. And you know why I'm going back into the creed? Mm-hmm. Because I'm making the uh, razzina- rationalization that I, I am uh, that it's gonna make me th- really fucking tired. So if I if I so if I have like only so much battery for the day, like should I invest all that energy into thrill of fight? Or do I want to invest all the energy that I'm going to use into Creed where I can get better at, you know, refining my business model, refining my training program um, in real time with another human being? Again, that's not biggest. That's my biggest thing. Like if if Thrill the Fight could have a multiplayer, I'm agnostic. I don't I don't care. Like no one's giving me money. Like Servio's not giving me money. No one's giving me money for this. If okay. so, so I can say this. Like, I don't care. As if you're making the best VR fighting game, that's the one I'm gonna use. And right now the best VR fighting game is Creed because it has multiplayer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thrill of yeah. the Fight might be a better sim. And it would be amazing if I had if 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 I had that that sim like experience in our boxing matches, I think I think it would make things really intense. But it's not, you know, it's not. And it's unfortunate because it's one, it's one guy. So I can't blame the poor guy. He's doing the best he can. So I, you know, I was, I still support him. I still think they're, he's great. I feel like, I feel like, you know, but I also feel that for my business at this point, I have to focus on the thing that I can maximize the most potential out of. Right. i would be very curious to hear your thoughts on Thrill of the Fight. uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely going to try it. I promise you I'm going to try it. Um, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay, so then you mentioned you have Creed on PSVR and you have Creed on the, on the Steam VR. What is? Have you seen any difference between the two headsets, how they play? I have to change my play
0: style with both, to be frank. With um, PSVR, I focus more on being uh, someone who's counteracting, uh, aggressive, aggressive, attacks. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I wait for them to throw the punch block or dodge, you know, get that opening and then go for it, you know, and, do- and double down with, uh, with countering. But in the Vive, be- because, because I don't have that many, that much space with the PSVR to move, you know, move side to side forward and back, right. but on the Vive, um, I can cover more distance. You know, I, uh, I can cover way more distance. And I can get in and out, and so i'm a lot more on the vibe i'm a lot more aggressive i'm a lot more aggressive on the vibe um and i found that on the vibe i'm finding the most trickiest of opponents <laughs> they, they they they're tricksters there, there's a lot of tricksters on the vibe on 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 p c on on p s v r they're a lot more um, they play more by the book um yeah even the good ones even the good ones like that they play by the book but the tricksters they're good and they they know like different like things that i never seen before you know they throw they throw combos that i've never seen before and it's and i and i love that i love that because that's i i'm seeing creativity expressed you know at me nice. through them so yeah okay Oh, uh, but okay. just to just to wrap up on the vive yeah like the tracking is about the same if he, it's it, yeah it, it's it's definitely better on the vive 100% but mm-hmm. the psvr gets you really far for what you're paying for i uh, i still think i still get a really 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 good <laughs> workout from the psvr um but the tracking is on the vive is way better Interesting. way better and yeah just one one to one um, for some reason, though, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's in my head, but you know how the, uh, the PSVR is running at 120 Hertz. Yes. The I, I, I have a, I don't know, for some reason it feels that PSVR is a little bit faster I than Vibe. Yeah, it feels a little, like, you know, it just has this feeling like things move a little faster on PSVR mm-hmm. than on the Vive. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's I, very I, subtle. Yeah, t-
1: totally. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned about, like, playing more defensive on, um, on PSVR. I, I think my tracking for my, for my Oculus is, and you've, you've seen it, it's been very hit or miss, no pun mm-hmm. intended. And it's, yeah, I definitely am very curious to see what happens
0: if I do, do it with the Vive. Um,
1: yes how different it would be
0: yeah i'd love yeah you know once you have more space to uh, play around with and do and just like it it makes i feel like it, it makes a difference but also but you know what also i'm finding out is that um with the, when you're playing with the rift right when you're blocking right you have joysticks right and your joysticks you can move with them sort of can, you can
1: are you I, I, you can turn but you can't move
0: you can turn but you can't move with the joysticks. Yeah. Interesting. So in order to move with the joysticks you actually have to do the whole macarena motion that the right. game makes do you the do circle with your hands. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel, I was having issues with a fighter. You know the guy I was telling you that was really good. I was having issues I was having issues getting to him cuz he was moving all over the place and yeah. I knew he wasn't I knew he wasn't using um he wasn't he wasn't doing the macarena to move. He was he was he kept his guard up. God, I need to record these fights from now on. I'm telling you because it was I weird. I don't
1: know why you haven't.
0: Um but he was he kept his guard up and he was able to move in different directions while keeping his guard up. And you can't do that on the Vive. That yeah. and I was wondering if he was doing that on the Rift with the with the Rift with his joysticks cuz then cuz for me it was really hard i was i would chase him around the ring and uh and he had his arms up the whole time so i couldn't you know i couldn't and whenever i try to close the distance and try to get closer to him you know i had to drop guard to do the macarena right so that was interesting i definitely definitely one of those, one of those mysteries i'm trying to solve like I, how the fuck i think there i think i think there is a setting
1: in the options to do like teleportation or something i remember seeing something about like advanced locomotion or something so that might be it
0: well definitely worth exploring because i want to i want to be able to have um a if i'm gonna do a tournament eventually i want to be able to have like uh how do you say uh, an equal playing ground for everyone yeah yeah for
1: sure um, or yeah it would be kind of funny it's like different leagues it's like oh the oculus league you know the
0: oculus league and then the vibe league and then- I'm, I'm going I'm actually thinking about going in that direction where there's going to be the oculus league and the vibe league and the PSVR league and then there'll be like the the fuck it free-for-all league where you you will will, will, will make you play you know yeah. against each other if it'd be amazing again crossplay is one of those things where like god it would be so cool because I have the vibe in the rift and the other day, I wanted to bring it to my family's house um, to my to see uh, to see my grandma and my my grandpa and my cousins, and I I wanted to bring the Rift not the Rift the Vive and the PSVR over there, and I was gonna set it up one one was gonna be in the other room and one was gonna be in the living room, and I was gonna do a boxing a boxing tournament with my family, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you can't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: but. <laughs> You know I would pay money for that I would pay I would pay money for that if someone can make a game that could do that I would pay money for that yeah uh, have you
1: I'm sure you I mean you know about the oculus quest I presume yes yes so do do our audience does our audience know about the oculus quest or should, should we inform them I mean
0: it, it's the NRVR audience I've've done I've been doing polls and I think 93 uh, percent of my audience has done VR before okay. So if we can probably extrapolate a little bit from that, you know, I would say the majority of people might know about the Oculus Quest. But if you want to give them a quick TLDR about what it is, um, I mean,
1: it's a it's a standalone Rift head. It's a, not a Rift standalone Oculus headset that has you know full freedom, full freedom to walk around. It has its own tracking built in, so you don't have to have the sensors you know on the walls or on your desk like the Rift or the Vive or the camera like the PSVR or Windows Tracking, or sorry, not Windows Tracking, like the PSVR. So you can just put on the headset and then you could just, you know, play. And you have that full freedom to walk around and duck and all that. And it's all built in, so you don't need to be attached to a computer as well, or a PlayStation. Yeah. so you can bring
0: a boxing game to that. So that's exactly what I was going to ask, is like, what do you think of that? It would be amazing, man. It would be amazing because you know but the thing is it's like you need to build creed is missing a lot of things that i think would make it a, a an esports game like a, you you'd be amazing if i can have a third person camera and i can yeah. stream that third person camera to twitch right you know it it'd be amazing if there was like a leaderboard an actual leaderboard um where people where it's tracking your matches ranked matches or something you know you can choose all right this is a ranked match it's gonna right. go on your leader, grand like you know leaderboard rankings, whatever. Um, and yeah, just a lot of things that I think uh, would make it would make. Because again, you know what I'm tr- what am what, what I'm realizing here is that there's uh, the potential to create value on, on like all sorts of fronts. Like you can, um, if you start up VR fighting league, you can get sponsors to get adver- you know to get advertising exposure to this new audience. Um, that can be, you know, can, you can join a fighting league to be, you know, doing these virtual reality fight sports and it can be, you know, girls and boys and, you know, they can all be like, for all I know, the best virtual reality fighter in the world right now is a girl and that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the limit, why, why should we bring the limitations of the real world into, into VR, you know? So, so. So I think so that will be amazing. That'll be and and it would be amazing if I if 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 these athletes were um, able to pay rent with, you know, being good at playing these games and being physically active and sharing it with their friends. And, you know, what yeah, it'd be amazing. Like and the business model is there. It's already being done. Like, you know, just look at what the UFC has done and try to replicate that in virtual with virtual reality with the tools of virtual reality and you'll see that it's a lot easier to do that in vr because we don't have to go plan a giant fucking venues and you know herd people and do all this other like none of that we don't have to worry about none of that yeah so so yeah you know it just made sense for me to start that and you know, along the way, you know, give people the ability to, you know, better themselves through fitness Mm -hmm. and, you know, having a a human connection, you know, like, again, like it's one thing to make an app, you know, that works one size fits all, but it's another thing to like actually bring a human service to the forefront um, where, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, man, that's sort of where my thoughts are.
1: Okay, so then I, I guess one thing I'm, I'm wondering is, um, do you think the uh, what's it called the developers Servios, I believe? Uh, do you, are they still actively working on the game, and do you think yeah. they are? And if so, or do you think they are open to suggestions on how to? Uh, i
0: I, they're definitely working on the game. I mean, they just released, a, I think they released an update like a week ago or two weeks ago with new characters. That was cool. cool. Um, yeah, cool. I. I think they're really cool dudes. Um, I think they, I want to think they believe and they want to listen to their community. Um, And yeah, I feel, I don't know. I I, don't, I don't have anything bad to say about them, to be honest. I just, but I also, but I also feel like there's an opportunity here to, you know, to, do something that hasn't been done before that makes a lot of sense right now Mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know but again it, it like my thing is whoever has the best fighting game period i'm gonna go for i'm gonna go support you know yeah
1: fair enough um yeah so right now off the top of my head it's you know how, how many people, so you say there's like, what, like 8 million people in the world that have VR headsets total? Yeah, 7, seven yeah. million. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, in, in, all, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot. And cost is still a factor, right? You, know, you still have to pay, you know, like at least, at least you know, $200 minimum to get a headset. Um, and that's not including, uh, what's it called, uh, a computer or a PlayStation. Uh, do you think, and then, and that's not even including the cost of the game. So, like, do you see that as a fact, as like a as a big as a factor that will hinder the progress? Because with that, it
0: doesn't make it doesn't seem like it's scalable. That's- I, I think it is. I think seven million people is a lot of people. Uh, it's a big, big market. If you were the only person in it, <laughs> and um, and thankfully these people, you know, now we have the internet. You know, I don't have to have. If this were a physical location, an arcade where you have to physically go like I, dad, you be, I should be worried about, but because yeah. you don't have to go to a physical location, all you have to do is to make a, a schedule, an appointment um, and then we'll meet up in, on, uh, in the game in Creed. That's, that's it. You know, there's not, there's not, there's no friction there. And in, it's adding utility to an investment that these people already made. Um, and, you know, for me, like, you know, for me, I'm not trying to people who don't have VR, who haven't tried VR, um, aren't the people that I'm going to focus on trying to market to right now, because um, I can't convince them to, that they're going to that this is better if they if they haven't tried VR already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I I, I can't expect someone to go, oh, VR is is, is cool to, oh VR who, and who's never tried it to someone to 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 actually convey the message oh VR fitness makes sense mm-hmm. it just they have to try VR first of all they have to have a good experience trying VR right and then um, and then and then hopefully they can connect the dots on their own and realize that like this is you know remember when uh when taibo was around those 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 training videos and stuff like that that's a that's a 10 billion dollar market yeah and that's you know and i think uh you know now we have tools and an audience that can afford headsets um that might want to give them utility you know again when i think about the jobs of the future i feel like this is one of them you know this is like a, pers- a counselor in virtual reality, your travel agent in virtual reality, your banker in virtual reality, now your personal fitness trainer in virtual reality It's what I'm trying to envision. And maybe I'm too early, you know, and again, if I fail at this, I, at least I tried and someone yeah. else will figure it out later on. And, you know, I'll probably have a job and I'll probably pay myself for a personal fitness trainer when, you know, you know Gold's gym. Or 24 fitness figure out figures out a corporate model that, make, that makes money for them but mm. yeah i mean just because yes just because yeah i feel like this if this idea dies with me like that it, it doesn't mean like there's other people who aren't gonna try it yeah know? for sure
1: i mean no yeah totally so I, so like okay so like there's the personal training one-on-one at home right and like I, I guess for me i think of it as like a as like exercise you can do exercise at home you could buy the dumbbells and you could buy the weights right but then you know you could get your own boxing bag but then you could also pay for a membership into a gym and then you can go and they have the equipment so do you see foresee at some point like either a vr gym or maybe like a, a a work office a working co-working space or an office that has a section for you know for vr virtual reality and therefore vr exercise and you could pay a membership for like $20 a month or something. And you can do exercise like once a week or however the hell you want and book an appointment and you do the training for them.
0: I think, yes, maybe there's something there, but like, I think there's something there. But for me personally, if like, like if let's say I'm a customer of a, of, of a physical virtual reality fitness gym well, I'm going to realize is that these headsets are getting cheaper and over time, right? And I'm going to realize that why am I traveling this far, you know, for a technology that was designed for you to not to travel anywhere, you know? Yeah. Like that's like, I feel like the like go, arcades are great at showing you something that you can't get anywhere else. You're right Like like that's why the void is accessible that's why you know, there's sandbox VR like because they are creating experiences that you can't get at home. yeah but with personal training and uh, a dedicated app like let's say you know five years from now I have my own VR personal training dedicated training app where we incorporate boxing and we incorporate leg trackers so that you attach your leg trackers and now I can see your squat form better. And I can now teach you how to kick. Yeah. Um, like, like, like that to me makes me realize, like helps me like for me, that it only points to in the direction where things are headed and the head, things are headed in the direction where like people are going to realize like, why am I coming traveling, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to come be sweaty in this place. Where I can be doing it in my underwear, in my underwear, and save myself all that time of traveling. Mm. Um, I mean, and so and so that's sort of the my my thinking. You know, a part of me says yes, it makes sense, Dara, but a part of me says, you know, it's 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 um, it'll be a lot easier to just train people who already have VR at home and they're willing to try it.
1: You know, you bring up a really good point. Um, You actually do bring up a really, really good point of, like, arcades. And it does, you know, it it does actually kind of remind me of the, what's it called? Of, like, it does sound like, for example, in the 80s, 70s and 80s, you had, like, the Atari, you know, you did have, like, the Ataris and all that, but you had arcades and play these games, and then it became more affordable, and then you can buy them at home, and then, you know, we see what happened to arcades today for traditional video games. And... Can you see VR being similar in that manner?
0: Oh yeah. I mean yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think um yeah, I think the big sort of amusement parks m- will start seeing the writing on the wall. Um and I think they're starting to see the writing on the wall um where they'll incorporate augmented reality into their experiences or virtual reality um because you know when I can give a VR headset to my cousin um, and they try the Mario Kart experience in virtual reality and then they go to Universal Studios and they try a Mario Kart experience that's basically just a little a little thing on the rail, a little car on the rail, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to feel underwhelmed (laughs) because they had to get in line and be that whole time and like i don't know and wait that whole time you know to to try this thing that'll last three minutes or at most and that'll be it whereas back home in vr they were inside mario kart themselves you know and they could play for endless, endless hours yeah so so i feel like um Uh, amusement parks and and those kind of attractions will adapt and they will create experiences that you can't get at home Um, and that's a really good thing Um, but personal training, VR personal training I don't think right, I think that with the tools I have um, with Creed and and Creed, right, like yeah, I don't see why I would need you to come to a physical location for that yeah yeah i don't know i get i like and it comes you know also it's a it's a it's a costing too you know i have to i would have to rent a place i would have to you know i think uh i think there's a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration about that sort of venture and you have to custom build an experience that again you can't get anywhere else and so yeah i don't know what I would love to do is um instead of maybe the, it would be like v r fight school but or like you know training session, but what I would love to do is have like um like you know v r boxing gyms where people can come spectate matches in physical reality
1: I was just about to ask about that, yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. meetups and all that
0: yeah, 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 like it'd be awesome if I could swing by a meetup. And if someone has a PSVR, and I'll bring my PSVR, and we'll hook hook them up in Creed, and we'll put the I'll put a, each one of the players on a on a big screen for everyone to watch, each of the player's perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be compelling. It'd Be really compelling.
1: Yeah, I think it would be really cool. I think you know, especially in the Bay Area, you know, Silicon Valley. I think that would be a really cool meetup idea.
0: Yeah. Again. To me, it feels like it just makes sense. Who is the best VR fighter in the world? We know who is the best fighter in the world. That's what the UFC is for. But who is the best VR fighter in the world? Nobody right. Knows.
1: Interesting. Do you, so, okay, so we see VR boxing, right? And yeah. we've been talking about VR boxing. Do you see there being other VR exercises? Uh, Alfred, right now, what do you see could be potential VR exercises? Like for example, like I think Yoko would be pretty cool in virtual reality. But the problem is there is no tracking on your feet on the ground. For example, it's not very good, and number two, it's a little awkward to do yoga poses, especially putting, especially you need to support your hands on the floor for some poses with controllers. So and even headsets. So like it sounds great, but the reality is no. Do you see other potential exercises that could be a natural fit for VR?
0: Yeah, that's um. I'm about to say that's a really good question, Dara. <laughs> so that <laughs> indicates what I'm about to say is full of shit. Uh, you know what? I think um, I've well. There's a difference between what my heart wants and what my mind knows it can't. It it should. It can do. What mm-hmm. my heart wants is I want a, a taekwondo experience because that's the martial art that I ground in myself. That bit I build my base out of, and it involves a lot of kicking. And yeah. um, I think uh, and, and, but but when I think about it from a practical point of view, putting leg trackers on people um, in confined spaces to in, in, you know to get them kicking um, can be I think adds uh, an extra layer of um, uh, uh, danger. <laughs> you know i think um yeah i think because your legs are longer because your legs are heavier um because if you don't pivot your foot properly as you're throwing that kick you might snap your knee Mm
2: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. um a lot of things can go wrong and not only that but like um but when you're throwing a kick for example a roundhouse kick there was a there's a there's a There's a sense of physicality to the kick when you when you make contact with something or someone um, that I think feels really satisfying. And I think you say the same thing for boxing, Um, but I feel like I'd be very cautious about making a VR fighting game that involves kicking, even though I really want to see one because I would love to see someone who like people who are kickboxers be able to throw combos and and like and and be able to like, yeah, it would be and it would be again. If you think Creed right now or Thrill of Fight is a good workout, and dude, kicking and punching at the same time is a whole another level, dude. Whole another level. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so it's so intense, and I think um, yeah, it would be amazing. But I would be really, I'd be really cautious about it, about how I would do it. Um, yeah, but again, it should be made. Someone should make it. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: so I was I saw there apparently there's a website you can go online that that tells you what are good VR exercise games. And the two biggest ones they, they highlighted was the for the most calories you know burn per minute was uh, Thrill the Fight, and then another one was an archery archery game. Hollow Point. Hollow Point, that's it. And I didn't even think about archery. I'm like,
0: really? Huh. Hollow Point is good because it makes you squat a lot. Interesting. That's why it's good for me. I mean, that's what... I I play Hollow Point. Hollow Point is great. It's fun. Um, I think Warren is also up there. And I think uh, they, right. there's another one called, like, Sword and Sorcery, where, like, it's, like, swinging swords and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: cool. Um, but...
1: Um, I mean, Beat Saber, too.
0: Beat Saber, yeah. The Beat Saber is definitely up there in terms of VR fitness game. Um, yeah, I think people... Th- I, I think well, for one, I don't think people realize that they're playing fitness games. <laughs> you know I think they I think they're just they feel like they're just playing games and I think that's great, you know um but but I, I don't know, but also I feel like there's value in being cognizant that oh this is a this is this I can turn this into a fitness routine right and I've seen a lot of posts on reddit as a pe- uh, or a lot of posts on reddit of people who have been successful with um you know all the different VR fitness games. Yeah, uh, that. And I think that's amazing. I think that's that's amazing. I, I love that. I I want more of that. Um, you know, I not to say that like Pancake Gaming and Pancake Media isn't good. I still sit around the couch and watch YouTube and play Titanfall 2 uh because Apex Legends sucks. And um yeah, it's um yeah, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it but but i think there's a whole another level of dopamine that gets released into my brain when i'm in vr and i walk away having a really good match whether i win or lose with a smart like straw like fast you know opponent
1: yeah for sure yeah. no i mean yeah every time we we've sparred especially the second time uh, the second night um i was very i definitely got a very good workout i was very exhausted it was the dopamines, all that jazz, you know? It was yeah. That one was crazy.
0: Uh that's but, good. It's good.
1: Yeah. So yeah, um yeah, I don't know. So it's uh I don't know what, what else to say. It's what what's your available so like you're training two people right now. Uh what is your let's say someone listens to this podcast and they're like, oh snap, I wanna I want to train with Mr. Miranda here with sensei Miranda. How do I, what's your availability? Like what's, how many people do you think you could be able to take on?
0: Um, I, I feel confident in being able to take on, um, f- between four and five customers a day. in Okay. An eight hour time span. And, um, I mean, and here's the thing about the pricing. I, uh, I should mention a little bit just to be transparent.
1: Yeah, I was just about to ask about that.
0: I did some research on this. And, you know, for example, my girlfriend pays $60 an hour for personal training at a gym that's not high-end. It's not a high-end gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she pays $60 an hour for a personal trainer at a, at a not high-end gym. So that means to me that that's basically like a base for real life, and at the same time, I'm also realizing that there's people who are paying or who are charging thirty five dollars an hour to coach people in Fortnite. Really? Yeah. So you can make thirty five dollars an hour being a Fortnite coach, or you can pay or you can pay sixty dollars an hour for a personal trainer in real life. I feel. Like the kind of training I wanna give you, the kind of value I wanna give you, the kind of connection that you're gonna get yeah. um from me is at least on par with a Fortnite coach.
1: <laughs> so okay, so what you're trying to say is it's you're gonna be it's about 30. So are you trying to charge $30 an hour?
0: 30, 35, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um all right, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's. Do you think that's a lot? I feel like a part of me says like that's a lot of fucking money, Chris. But a part of me says, well, it's half the price of a regular fitness trainer, and it's just as much as a fucking Fortnite coach. <laughs> so, which, I mean, again, they they have. Compared to what I'm doing, to the untrained eye, they're just twiddling their thumbs. Obviously, there's strategy. Obviously, there's fast twitch reflexes to all that stuff. But like. But uh, we have that too. And we have the physicality and we have the person, person, ability that you get from seeing me in virtual reality next to you. Yeah. And, you know, in, in showing you not just like how to fight and how to get better at the game, but also how to build a foundation for how to be strong for the rest of your life. And, you know, we haven't even talked about like all the different healthy diet things that, you know, that we'll touch on in the program. Cause again, we only have so much time, but like, there's a whole thing that I want to like incorporate to give people tools that will give them healthy lives forever or for as long as they're around.
1: So, so it's more than just boxing. You got to do like actual healthy eating and lifestyle.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, that's, if you can't, if, if, if all we do is boxing, all we do is train, um, physically and we're not talking about diet and we're not talking about healthy habits, like drinking water and going to sleep, getting enough sleep, then you were swimming up current. We're seeing up a really strong current. And so, and so you gotta, like, you gotta take all those things seriously. If, if you want, you know, longevity and take care of your body and your brain. And you know, I'm always learning. I'm happy to learn from people. No, but I'm also and I'm willing to be challenged and uh I'm willing to learn. But um but yeah, like I, I, I wrote a fourteen page guide on healthy dieting and like all my different tips and like all, all all everything that I researched, like all the bullshit minus the bullshit, like it's all there and it's free. And if you join the Discord, like you like you can get there and you can just Read it. It's on the. It's one of. My, it's on the pinned thing on the general channel. So. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 and and happy to like talk. We'll talk about it over time, and yeah, like, yeah, and again, one of the things that like this helps me do is I, I helps me personalize a workout, a program for you. You know, and I think that again, because I'm able to do that, I think that gives me more value than. You know, whereas if it was just an arcade experience, you know, like if you if you went to just an arcade and got that workout, that's good. But like and but you probably paid 10, 15 dollars for that hour or something. Um, But with me, you get a commitment in your healthy life. That's that's what you're buying in, you know, a, a commitment from me to like, you know, keep you accountable, keep you working hard. And you know, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Like that's I shouldn't even have mentioned that, but the whole time we're gonna have you're not even gonna realize that you're you'll be bidding, you'll be building that like that Super Saiyan God body, and next thing you know, you're like, what the fuck? I've been playing games this whole time. Mm -hmm. But again, it's yeah, it's it's amazing because it's such a good way to deliver dopamine to the brain, you know? Like it's just such a good way. Like it's just yeah, it's such a Easy thing to do. You just put on the headset, meet me in VR, and have a good time, you know, do right. your best.
1: So you actually bring up a really good point. Um, now you mention it, of you know, you know, this this all this takes work. And, you know, I think especially in the United States, we have this idea of I I, I touched about it earlier of like, oh, we buy a self-help book and we read it and therefore we're better, or hey. I want to buy this, like the this lap band thing, where like I put this strap on my on around me, and that makes me lose weight. Or hey, you know, you know that kind of stuff. Oh, I have these diet pills. I take it, and therefore I'm better. Therefore, I will lose weight. Um, you know, it's always one of those sprinting, quick fix solutions. Um, and one of the benefits of having a trainer, especially in, in real life, until you know, until now, it's always been in real life for the most part has been there is that motivation, someone that is pushing you, right? That will be, you know, that's making you accountable. Um, so then I think, then my question, and, and I think VR is no exception, right? But I think my question is, because it's virtual, you're not in front of them. Do you think that makes it harder or makes it more tricky? And if so, or, or what? Or if so, what is, what, what, what do you think could be able to push people To to actually be motivated and get pushed forward and and grow and all that.
0: You know, Mel was that was a conversation I was having with Mel yesterday, and she was telling me like, Chris, how do you know people aren't lying to you? You know, how do you know they're not looking at you square in that virtual face of yours, and that they're not lying to you? They're they're not they're not they're not being truthful to you, and you know, they might be telling you that they lost fifty pounds. But because you can't see their real bodies, you don't know what, that, what they really look like.
1: That's a really good point.
0: Um, and, yeah, I think, I think that's a really, really good sort of, uh, um, how do you say, uh, sort of uh, thing to keep track of. In the era of smartphones, I am one quick request away from you sending me a picture of yourself in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. And me putting that in that in a file. Well, I'll say Dara, at you know first week, and then over time we you know you send me pictures every month, and we'll keep you know we'll we'll have a collage. We'll have a, a collage. We'll have a we'll have data, um, and we'll I think, I think it brought up, you brought up a really good point, and I guess people are gonna listen to me adapt my model in real time, and you know I think I'll incorporate uh, like notes. On on your health. Yeah. and your goals. I think we'll have more I think we'll have stuff more more written out and um, You know, but you the balance is for me is for me to not take up too much of your life You got a lot of shit to worry about already in life, right? So what I want to do is I want to strike that right balance where like I'm keeping you accountable We're looking at data but I'm also don't want you to get obsessed over the data, you know. That's my thing, you know. And so and so, I want to strike that balance. And you know, one of the things is, yeah, we'll probably work on writing out your goals together. Um, you know, maybe we'll sign a, a little a little contract that will say, "Hey, this is, these are my goals. I'm Dara, and these are my goals. Yeah. And I hereby say that you know, by in the next six months, I'm going to lose." three pounds four pounds mm-hmm. or you know two pounds a month right and i think uh and we can do that and we can and and you know at the end of the day if people are lying to me about their goals ultimately they're just hurting themselves that's true they're lying to themselves so
1: yeah that's so, fair okay very cool i wish
0: i wish i had a better i mean honestly there's definitely there's You know, yeah, and people can send me pictures of themselves years, years ago or something, and yeah, we'll see. I feel like I feel like there's um, definitely room for improvement, and I'm open to suggestions, uh, and I'm hoping to, and I'm open to new ideas. Um, But right now, sort of off the top of my head, is implementing that that policy of like let's write down your goals and let's keep track of your progress. Uh Yeah. You know, and thankfully, we can do that on Discord. Like, you know, we'll have a we'll open up a private channel together, and um, yeah, I think and I think we'll share that up there back and forth. Discord has been pretty good in terms of a a a community building tool. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Um, so I tend to, I I intend to use that and virtual reality to its full extent, Interesting. as much as I can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. Uh, cool. Cool. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're making it sound like it's more than just boxing. I think, you know, I I think if I was a listener, to be honest, that started in the beginning of this podcast, you know, it sounded like it was just boxing in the beginning. Now it sounds like it's more of having a healthy lifestyle uh, that just has VR boxing as its core. And that sounds like definitely a service. I mean, you know, that sort of sounds like something that you can make a subscription out of. Like, hey, pay, you know, for example, $50 a month for the most basic thing that includes, you know, one session a month or something. And you, know, you can pay $100 for two sessions. And this includes, you know, lifestyles, you know, eating and all that. And yeah, it definitely sounds like this is, that sounds like it could be more of a thing for sure.
0: Yeah, it's always been that all along. I mean, it's, it's I feel like my, it's been my failure to communicate that for sure in, in terms just because of how I've been learning about it and myself. Um, but uh, yes, that's the goal all along. Because you know how I got to the point where I feel comfortable and healthy in my body was through being able to do those three things: like diet, you know, exercise, and sleep, getting good rest. All those things have uh, are you know are things that you know you gotta take into consideration. Um, and if I and if all we do is just box, then yeah. Like I said earlier, we're gonna be swimming against the current. Current.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. No, I, I mean we're, we're like we're like two hours into this into this podcast, and this we're
0: is, two I, hours and twenty minutes. I we can stop whenever you like. You're the host. No, 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 that's not it.
1: No, no. What I'm saying is we're two hours and twenty minutes into it, and this is the first you brought up. It's more of a overall lifestyle service instead of just boxing.
0: I guess. I guess I didn't want to. I guess I was trying to avoid the word lifestyle service. I don't know, for some reason, I just feel a little cringy about it. Like, I get these, like, I don't know, like, I, kinda, uh, I I feel like it makes me feel like there's less value in a lifestyle service. When when I say I'm a VR personal trainer, uh fitness trainer, you know, in my mind, that includes these lifestyle things, you know, and I'm using... but but I'll, But the problem is, is that because I'm using VR boxing as my outlet to you know, give you physicality and give you those workouts. It might, and because virtual reality is such a big thing, like, all, you know, such a, you know, when I say virtual reality boxing and virtual reality personal trainer, you know, like all you think about right now is virtual reality. But underlying the personal trainer thing is those, those fundamentals, you know, healthy dieting, getting good rest, and proper exercise right so I think I think definitely um, you've you've highlighted something I need to figure out um, how to communicate this better that this isn't just you know we're just gonna fuck around and do boxing no this is a program to give you the tools that have helped me um, and might help you
1: yeah that's that's fair yeah absolutely uh,
0: so okay. yeah
1: cool um is there I mean I don't know as is, is, so you know I, I've been asking a lot of questions is there is there anything you want to bring up Is there uh, anything that's
0: on your mind or you know I feel like I brought up on probably on my own too like most of the things I've been that've been on my mind um you know I, I yeah I, that's I, I I feel like this is sort of where I'm at just the i'm swimming in the ocean right now and i'm and i'm doing and i'm I'm trying to explore these three different channels all at the same time and whatever opportunity opens up i'm willing to go full force and do it you know if uh if all of a sudden for example gimlet media have you heard of gimlet media yeah they just got acquired by uh what's it called spotify guess how much 500 million 200 million Oh, totally. so, that's a lot of money though for a podcast. Yeah. So if someone said, Hey Chris, we, we want to fund the VR podcast, like I would I would stop VR boxing and I would do just VR podcasting if some if that opportunity arises. Right. And what I'm saying is, is that like, you know, you know, I'm trying to open myself up to as many opportunities as possible while while like trying to find a job that you know helps me survive and not just I guess survive is easy but like a job that'll help me pay my debts and will uh, help me uh, get on a good financial path Um, and that might end up and a job that because again you know if I went and I started working at the back of the restaurant doing dishes again I, I have a feeling like all this work all this marketing experience all these skills you know all these networks I've built All of it will be for nothing. Right. So, but I, but, but if I have to, I, I mean, I will, but that just means it'll be the end of NRVR and it'll be the end of a lot of things that I want to do because I, because I, at that point, I won't have that, again, that luck to pay $500 in, in rent. Yeah. You need a certain amount of money to make it in VR to start off with. I mean, at least an investment or luck, luck. But um, yeah, and so what? I, yeah, and this is where I am. I'm just trying to stay positive. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to not to focus too much on the negative things, on the things, that, the bad things that happened. Just focus on the positive. Stay, stay hungry. Look for ways to add value. You know, and yeah, I'm trying to do it for my ego. And yeah, I'm trying to do it so that I can help my family. And yeah, I'm trying to do it for all the reasons you think I'm doing it for, I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it. So I, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm just thankful that people are listening to this and I'm thankful for all the years of, uh, you know, all the people I've met and, um, I hope I can continue doing this podcast, but, uh, you know, I might, if I, yeah, I, I guess the worst case scenario is that I guess I, I won't be able to afford the hosting anymore. And then it'll just be me having to port all the episodes to YouTube over time. What, what do you mean by hosting? I pay $135 a year to SoundCloud so that I can post these episodes to iTunes and Stitcher. Interesting. I didn't know. I thought it was free to upload. Too. No, no, no. And uh, and I, you know, I pay fifty, sixty dollars uh, every six months to WordPress so that they can host my blog, which again doesn't get much traffic. But, you know, I, but it's a good place to have to throw info in there. And yeah, and basically, yeah, I, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna make income. I'm gonna find clients, or I'm gonna find advertisers who wanna advertise on the podcast one of the math that I've done is that, um, you know, I've put out about 200 episodes, 220, 225 episodes. Mm -hmm. And for every episode that came out, I got like a hundred new followers. Cool. And I feel like, um, you know, if I did a thousand episodes, I can probably get a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. I think, but I, but that's not, yeah, again, that's, Know, but that's an opportunity that I only do that I can only pull off under certain conditions, you know, right? That's that's fair, yeah. So, 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 yeah, I feel like there's potential in every direction I want to head in, and I'm not worried, life is going to be fine, um, as long as insects don't go extinct. And as long as uh, the methane trapped in the Siberian permafrost doesn't wholly escape, then we'll be okay. Um, We'll be okay. And I'm just trying to add value. And again, I feel bad for doing podcasts when I was uh, quitting antidepressants cold turkey, but I got to move on and um, do better and, hopefully people will understand that I'm a human being and I'm just trying to survive like everybody else. And yeah. hopefully I can help people along the way. Um, so we'll see. Oh, I totally get it. It's, it's, you know, a hundred percent. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I feel like that we can, end, we can, we can probably bring things to a close if you want, Dara, unless you have anything else you wanted to chat about. What are, you know what? Do you have, like, five minutes? Maybe we can talk about what you're up to. And, you know, it's been a long time. Yeah. It's, so I
1: was thinking, like, do you want to do five... Do you want to, do like, do a quick thing at the end? Or do you want to have, like, a, a shorter part two uh, or something where I go, you know, talk about my shit?
0: Mm, you know what? Let's do, a, let's do a part two. Let's plan for a part two. If you're listening to this show and you want to know what the fuck is going on with Dara... And uh, the rest of the virtual reality, I think it doesn't hurt to do another show. You know, the reason why I haven't done shows, honestly, is because in the back of my head, it's like I have this lingering thing that's like, you know, how can you be thinking about virtual reality right now when you've got to really you got to pay your fucking rent? Like, Uh and how do you how do you you know, how can I give how can I give myself completely to my guests and give them the attention that they deserve when in the back of my head, like all I can think about is like I don't have any money in the bank. What am I gonna do? Like, yeah.
1: So, no, dude, I totally get it. It's so that's why I, I real I, I I'm very hesitant to talk about a lot of my shit now because first of all, a lot of it is not have to do with VR, and second, well, and second, it's gonna go for a while, I think, because there's a lot there's a lot going on. So, and I think I would want to. I think it would not do it justice over five minutes. I think it would require longer. And this has already been going on for like two and a half hours. So, you know, it's, you know, podcasts are great. I like longer podcasts, but you can, you know, you can only go so long without feeling, you're not feeling exhausted as the listener.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pace it. You gotta pace it, you know? Um, and I think, and what I like to do, and this is one of the things that I, I like to pull the George Costanza. Have you ever heard of the George, the George Costanza move? No. Well, you, what George Costanza taught Jerry Seinfeld once in an episode was that uh, the way you win a crowd, the way you win um, an audience is you come in, you do your material, and when you get that audience to its peak, the climax of uh, experience,
1: leave, you leave them wanting You anymore. leave,
0: you leave, yeah, you leave right away. And so right now, Dara, it feels appropriate for us to pull a George Costanza and leave people wanting more. You know, what, is, what What? will happen to Chris Miranda? To be continued. What will happen to Dara Bonactar? To be continued. Huh. Stay tuned to learn more. <laughs> what the fuck is going to happen? Yeah, Can no- he pay his rent? Will Dara be able to, you know, achieve his business goals? All that and more on NRVR. Boy, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, no, because
1: I think a lot of what I want to say has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And to be kind of honest, I think the people interested in, I think people will be interested in both the topics of what, you know, VR boxing and your stuff and VR. And then what I, what I want to talk about, about, you know, uh, healthcare and my experience in VR, and maybe even 3d scanning. And I think, uh, yeah, I guess, forgiving yourself and genuine growth. Uh, so yeah, it's very different topics.
0: All right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely figure out how do we can how we can work that in, or we'll talk about it at least. All right. So let's let's do that. And um, yeah, I guess uh, usually I say, how can people stay in touch and follow all the things you can do, all I'll that good stuff. let do that. Uh, so I guess you'll probably throw that at me now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, Chris, people have been listening, how how can they how can they find out more? How can they keep get, get in touch with you? All yeah.
0: Have- uh, if you want to learn more about NRVR and, uh, and you know, different marketing consultants options or marketing advertising options with NRVR, uh, just shoot me an email at entervr at gmail. one no, at gmail.com. Um, if you want to hire me as a marketer who can do communications, um, community building, business development, digital marketing, ads, social media, like the whole nine yards. And if I can't learn something, you know, if I don't know something, I'm, I damn well will learn it. Uh, so, yeah, reach out to me at cmiranda1224 at gmail.com. And if you want to get fit in virtual reality, uh, reach out to me um, at uh, vrfightschool at gmail.com or follow the Twitter handle at vrfightschool, just how it's spelled. Uh, i'm looking for clients right now specifically but if you think you have what it takes to beat me and work on becoming a trainer um yeah shoot me in shoot me a message and we'll have we'll have a little fun sparring
1: nice and and this will all be in the show notes right
0: yes this will be in the show notes so yeah thanks yeah awesome um
1: yeah very cool
0: Cool. So I usually close it up with, uh, you know, Dara, I've conclusively decided that you are a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. You don't have to, you don't have to say that, but, uh, but you can say whatever you want um, to sort of close things off.
1: Okay. Let me think about it. Um, You know what, Mr. Chris Miranda, you are a scholar and a gentleman of virtual reality and hopefully what could be the beginning of a new trend in both virtual reality and you know,
0: fitness and lifestyle exercise. Thank you, Dara. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thanks for your time. And uh, hopefully you'll get to have me on your show next, next, yeah. uh, next time I'll get to be on the NRVR podcast again. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Stay tuned for Chris Miranda coming back on the VR podcast.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. All right. And... Bam. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll stop recording now.